Welcome back to another episode of The Gods of Pod. We are your otherworldly, omniscient and supreme beings. <laughs> we rule over everything that is podcasting. And what did you what did you come up with this? I I just live this is really all, all off the dome. <laughs> you know what? But, um, that's, that's yeah, um we're here to give you that that sweet sweet, you know, uh sweet sweet <laughs> Bible, Bible scriptures. What? We don't, have, we don't have a name for our religion yet, but just know um our followers are loyal and you know that's facts. Logo on the way. Logo on the way. They will do whatever we do. Whatever we tell them to do. They will follow our building. <laughs> so with that said, mm-hmm. yeah, to the sweet part. I feel it. I feel it. Oh my God. This part. <laughs> Y'all should see this man's about. face. <laughs> you got oh. a lot to talk about. Tell him, but he know. He know what time it is. No, I feel it. He know I what time it. it is because Tevin. Here, he had finished a very, very special game. The very, very to my heart. And his life has never been the same since. No, and my life been the same. <laughs> my life definitely been the same. In commemoration of his life-changing experience with the best game of all time. That's... It wasn't life-changing. It definitely wasn't best game of all time to me. We, we are going to do a Kingdom Hearts 2 deep dive. Depending on what Tevin say, says, I might hate him after this podcast. You can hate me, bro. It's, it's all my subjective opinion. I'm cool, like, I'm cool with us having like a diverse conversation, like two people that love it, two one person that hate it. I, I hate it. it. I don't hate it. Don't oh, do whatever. That. Like that's, like, that's the energy I'm getting from you right now. No, I like it. I like it. I'm not. I like, I'm not oh, like. You like it, but you don't I love it. When right, I don't love it. You. Yeah, I like, but, but. I only, only, I only feel away when it's like when you like. I only like feel away when it's like your uh, negatives like don't really add up. You know what I mean? Like, like when you was talking about on Twitter, like the way you was talking on Twitter, I was like, this nigga is just either trolling or he don't like. He's just, he literally is trying to find a reason to not like the game. No, facts. but I see that's why I don't like that because it's um, oh, uh, why I, I'm, I'm taking you along the journey with me. It's not like like I said before, like when you at the end of it. You gonna sit that you sit back in the issue you probably had before and be like, eh, I don't really care about that. That was like just me in the moment, like, cause I'm one of those I rage. So that's like I'm tweeting my rage. I was just sending out my rage while I'm y'all on the journey with me throughout my rage. Do I am I actually gonna drop the game? No, but unless I felt like, damn, you piss me off. I'm gonna drop this goddamn game. Like, okay, um, sorry, whatever. Whatever. But you never heard of rage? You, you never you never heard of rage? But like, then like I'm cool. I'm cool with you raging, but then like when you whenever I come to task like like come to task with like what's your issue with like these shits, you don't really have like okay, here's my all my gripes. This is trash. This is trash. This is like, yes, like they just, they just you just don't agree with them. That's and that's fine. Well but no, that's, like that's you just, had, you had, had two issues and you didn't really like you you're like two okay. issues. I was like, okay, what up? Like, that's, what, like, that's, okay. My, that's just me though. That's just let's, my let, let's, let's let's get into the story of what Tevin likes and doesn't like. That's just no, my I, And then we I get we can like we can nice. and it don't make me hate the game. It just means I like it and I love it. That's I all. don't really I really don't care how that you said that you don't love I it. Really it's still like, very I'm offensive. Cool. Tevin don't why? Like it what is the, why? Because anyone that plays that game loves it. 
No, that's not true. Apparently, I, don't, I don't really care less whether Tevin minutes the game or not. I want to get into these. You moments. know what? I care. I care. Well, that's fine, Marshawn. You're not the only one on this podcast. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Just, I want. I really wanted to start from like beginning to end because I feel like there's like a bunch of moments that I really want us to hit on hit upon. Um, so starting out, I think that the flashbacks that they drop within Roxas's like um, Roxas's playthrough are brilliant. I think as a person who like for my personal experience, like playing it for the first time, I had no idea what Kingdom Hearts one was. I didn't even know Kingdom Hearts period was. And the idea to use these flashbacks, like as like a gameplay story integration for like a person who has no idea what the previous game, what the story was, it was a really good onboarding method. And it was like a really poetic way to like illustrate the idea that as as Sora is like being reconstituted, like Roxas is Roxas is like losing a part of himself, and he is like like feeling like more and more a part of Sora, and he's kind of like losing a sense of who he is. And and it, and like it was just really well done, like uh, cinematically too, just like the music and just the like the scenes that they pull from the first game. Like it was just really well done overall, and I just thought it was brilliant, like. Just the way that they like visualized that was like really well done. I don't know, like y'all can chime in, y'all can chime in whenever y'all want to, but I just want to get across uh, some of these points across. Right. Um, nominating Roxas, so nominating Roxas to me, like that's one of the relationships in the game that I feel like don't really get like the the justice it deserves, especially especially the way they portray it at the end of the game. I really do wish that in Roxas' playthrough that those two characters like developed a relationship that is as strong as they made a scene towards the end of the game. Because I feel like towards the end of the game, they made it seem that like Roxas and Nominee were very close. And not that they were romantically inclined, but like that there was something special between them. And if you really like go through like their all their interactions like towards his uh, uh, summer vacation, it doesn't really add up. And that's the only thing I kind of wish that was uh, done better. Like Ross is a nominee. I don't think that was done that well, but um, I do love those two characters. Um, the Axel fight. I, so, I, go ahead, Marshawn. I had something to say about that. I, I feel like I agree too, because the way that they came off, like when they first introduced like Roxas and nominee, which I believe like, if you were playing just the main series, those are just like two, new characters it seemed mm-hmm. as if like they had something like some some type of like involvement i don't want to say romantically but you know what i mean like yeah like towards the end of the game like when like i'm, I'm i wanted to talk talk on this moment too but like the moment where um are you talking about the end of the, the saga or like are you mean like, oh, like yeah, there's, two, there's two moments that like are confusing to me when it comes when it relates to both of those characters the moment where um, Roxas and Nominee are choosing to, um, choosing to like, uh, like, uh, like be part of, like be a part of Sora and Kyrie, and they are like talking as if like, okay, I thought that we were going to like cease to exist, 
but like we didn't and like I remembered you and you know we're going to be together all the time because Sora and Kyrie are going to be together I was just so confused I was like when when did you two like have this sort of relationship to where like being together was so important to you guys like yeah. just, it just seemed like you know uh it just didn't feel organic and I kind of wish that there was some more scenes for them to kind of like develop that relationship a little bit more um yeah, but the Axel fight at the very end of Ross's playthrough, like God tier, man. Like, uh, yeah, he, so much fun. Like, he, I really like my only issue with that fight is that I wish it was longer and more difficult. Like, I really wish that it was a fleshed out fight. Yeah, like, that's what that's what the NATO battles were. But, I feel like it was fleshed out. I'm, I'm talking about mean, like, Rox, like, it, like, I feel like that fight with Rocks is specifically like with his two um, dual with on Keyblades. Like, I feel like that fight with Rocks is being playable is like fantastic not like any other version of that fight but like the the fight with roxas you yeah but you know it, i feel like the sword the sword fight is like uh, you know so only has the one keyblade he's not really doing what roxas is doing like yeah so, like roxas is like it's a different feeling it's like you feel like very powerful and and like it makes it even better because you play it you're playing as roxas this whole time you're not really like you're not really doing anything that intensive combat wise. You're very like your combo is very basic. You don't really have magic unlocked yet. You're not really doing anything flashy or cool that really feels like fun and exciting. But like the moment that they pull out those two keyblades and like it's it's like you just go from like what the fuck? Like like what just like this dude is like like wrecking shit. It, it makes you just feel like super powerful as fuck and just, it's just a good fight and a good feeling as far as it's like a, it's a good way to start off the game i think like yeah. of all of like the kingdom hearts beginnings i i, I believe that's like my favorite one because yeah. it just it just starts off so well even though like when i first was playing i was like bro who the fuck am i playing with Where, like where's sword type shit but um like when you get when you get to that end fight it just makes it all worth it yeah, it really does. you really do like they really do um, a good job of you having a character that you don't know about at all and don't care about at all and making you care about them yeah. by the end of their journey. Yeah, it's really interesting. I guess my summer vacation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't care what nobody says. Like Roxas to me is like one of the best characters in Kingdom Hearts. Like period. Like he he's not like cloud level like God tier like no more characters, but like. He is like S Cloud level Cloud is God tier no more character? Well, to me, like yeah, why wouldn't he? like the fan most fan favorite like type of characters in like Why Final wouldn't Cloud be? Like people love Cloud. Like Cloud is one of the most uh lovable characters in if Final not Final. the like the like, he's like the is face that of the franchise. Is that because of Kingdom Hearts or because of what, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is like I feel like Rox, not, not, I'm not saying like Namora made Cloud, but I'm saying like as far as like that on of characters, like. I mean, he kind of did, but that's not, uh, not in terms of Kingdom Hearts. But I, uh, that's separate from Kingdom, like the designs. No, and, no, what I'm saying is like Rox, as far as like characters go, <laughs> as far as like Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts, just like really squaring his characters in general, I feel like Rox holds his own as far as like good characters. That's all I'm really saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so moving on, at Ross's little like, yeah, Ross's journey ends. It's very, it's a very bittersweet ending because 
you you're ending your like time with Roxas. You kind of like just starting to get to love. You starting to get it, yeah. I've yeah, always and, then, like that. and like, then like there's this epic like boom 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 boom, and then like Sora's pod opens. You're like, holy shit, it's so like that's where Sora's been this whole time. Like this is like the main character. This person is important. And you know and what's, then, you know what's funny is like, um, once you get to the end, Roxas really starts showing his emotion and his care for friends and yeah. stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you really start to take like this big liking to him, and then once all of his like his rage is gone it, it settles down he just kind of like the pod come down or whatever and like he's looking at sora it's just like it's so sad it's really bittersweet yeah. it, it's really bittersweet like, yeah i really and i really do like like how when you really think about like that whole concept of like we took this person wiped their memories and put them in basically the matrix and made them believe that their life was real and like all these people that they cared about and loved were real and like were actually their friends but really like these people don't even know like the real people don't really know him don't really care about him at all they 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 live a life separate from him and he was kind of just trapped in this thing in this life that was very important to him it was kind of stripped away from him uh the moment that he um i felt it slipping away from him it's, it's really sad and I really do think that they really do a good job of making you feel like those data, like just data in general in Kingdom Hearts is like those like those projections, those uh, those um, those people inside of the data um, verse are actually like real. They have hearts and like they are not that different from like the actual real people and um, I feel like they really do uh, delve into that theme with more with uh, the Tron world and with games like Recoding and such. But they don't really touch on like data, like data characters at all once that's kind of over. My thing is really well done, like how um, they really get, do get that across. Like he did really love Hainer Pence Nolette and like none of those characters really knew him like outside of that uh, data world. But um, But yeah, moving on. Um, so to touch on that point, when Sora, he gets to the train station, he meets Hainer, Pence, and Olette, and they help him, like, get on the train and, you know, uh, start his journey. It, like, I really think, like, I, like, connect with all these moments so much is because of the music. Like, I don't really think, um, is it Yutara? Who's, who's the, no, Shimamura? Um, Yoko Shimamura? Yeah, Yoko Shimamura. I don't, like... She's praised as like a like god tier composer, but like, like literally, it's almost like Star Wars. Like if you take all the um, John Williams movies out of Star Wars, it's just less. It's just lesser than like the story's still there, but like the music is really a character of that um, that story. And if you took all the music and replaced it with just decent music, like all these moments don't really hit as well as they did with the music. And I feel like the track that she plays. Um, in these very like uh, emotional resonant moments throughout the game, like it it just elevates it like 100%. So the moment where um, Sora's saying goodbye to Hainer and Pence and Olet, and Roxas, like his his emotions towards them, like it pierces through Sora and like a tear dries up. I mean, tear falls down, and Sora's like confused. He's like. Like, oh man, like, what the fuck? Like, it's just like really like sad as fuck. Cause like, you know, like why that's happened. You know that Roxas is, Roxas is like seeing uh, Hannah Pence and Olay and knowing like one, these characters don't even know who I am. Two, 
I'm probably never gonna see them again. And like, I'm just forever kind of trapped into being Sora or like just like living my life through this character who who everyone's telling me is more important than I am. It's just really sad, man. And it just kind of reinforced when like Sora gets on the train and he's like looking up at the little uh, trophy ball and he's like, man, I'm sad. I don't even know why. And you know, Donald and Goofy's trying to console him, but it's just like, fuck, like they just really do a good job of making you care about Roxas. Um, okay. Question. All right. Do nobodies have emotions? Do nobodies have emotions? Hundred percent. Yeah, but they they like to pretend like they don't. I don't I like on Nier Automata how they're saying. Oh. They like to pretend like they don't, or they. I mean, they're they not. Like, su- they're not supposed to. So right. here's or, my. Or, like Nier, it seems like. Oh my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Once you play, you know, you play, you already watched 365. I'm 368. Yeah. So the explanation that I got from 368 was that Zimnis and like Syx, the people that's kind of like in charge of the nobodies, they, um, they, um, they tell them and they convince them that you don't have hearts, you don't have emotions, you don't, you're not, you're not really a person. And, they they like they believe that and I, I i truly think that they do because if you like look back at how they become into who they are like they they seem to be the person that they was and they, then they are they, they are nobody and all they are is like just a body with no memories and with that they're supposed to take the information that they're given and they're trying to make they're trying to make something out of that try to make a life out of that make a mer- personality out of that and the more and more they interact with other people, they uh, learn to grow a heart and they learn to grow emotions, but they don't really are aware. Then I don't think they're really aware of that. So um, like when Roxas first came into being, like he was kind of like a zombie. He didn't really like have much personality or emotions. But once he started interacting with Axel, once he started interacting with Zeon, he started to grow a heart again and he started to like have emotions, have his, have his own personality. So I think that's how that kind of works. Like when they start out, when they first are born as a nobody, they don't really have emotions or a heart. But once they interact with other people and other characters, they start to grow a heart and grow emotions. Okay, so I, I have a request. Since Tevin is the one that replayed this game, I want to hear from him about like his experience and what's been going on. Because he's been quiet over there. I mean, I'm just letting him go through, you know. No, I, I want you to chime in. I, I, want, I want you to chime in. I want you to say some things because I want to know why. Okay, so Tevin said that he likes this game and he doesn't love it. I mean, Shondell doesn't care about that, but I do. And I just feel like, I just I want to know why he only just likes the game. Like, what is it about it that just makes him like, story-wise, what makes him just like the game? Well, I'm I'm talking about, in totality, like, everything. Is okay, everything. We, can, we can do everything. We can do everything. <laughs> I'm really going through the whole story. Like, I don't want it to be like, Tevin, tell me every single thing that you love and hate about the game so I can get your whole like outlet. I feel like going through the game bit by bit can really like have Tim be like, okay, this is where I started like having issues. This is where I really was like on board with what the game was doing. So I feel like as I'm going through these things, I want Tevin to be like, okay, all right, this is what I kind of want to speak on my experience on this moment and yada, yada, yada. Cause I'm not just going through stories. So I'm going to like gameplay shit as well. Um, okay, I got one more question for you. Do you think Nomura believes that nobodies have hearts? So that's that's a good question because it kind of it kind of goes back to Star Wars because um, 
the creator, like George Lucas, believed that a lot of people disagree with George Lucas's own take on what the Force was, right? And because of that, like, that's because he kept changing it, though. Yeah, like, well, that's the whole point of it. Like, does it matter that? No, does it matter that? In, in the original trilogy, he established what the force was, or didn't really well establish it, but we kind of got a good idea of what it was. It was this, it was this life thing that flowed through us, and you know, nature and all that shit. And kind of that's kind of what we like knew what the force to be, and we didn't need all these midichlorians and science explanations. But then he then changed it again in the new trilogy. I mean, oh yeah, in the new trilogy, and people was like, no, that's not what the force is. It's it's like this, you know, um, yin and yang, like um thing that has you know embodies like the world and like light and darkness and blah blah, blah. and because of that backlash like it was then re-retconned like his whole midichlorian thing so i don't really think that it matters too much if no more thinks like what the nobodies are and like what they do but to my to your credit to your question i 100 do think that he believes that they have emotions that they are people that they have hearts and that they um or had their own, you know, that they are separate from their um, past self, that they're not the same person, kind of. Which is weird, which is weird because it's like- They might believe they have emotions, but they're really just faking. I don't, I really don't think so. Like, my, in my interpretation, I feel like- But not give any credit at all? Am I not supposed to believe that? Am I supposed to be like, oh, I heard you say that, and it seems like you're trying to explain this thing mm -hmm. So am I supposed to move forward and say, uh, am, am I then supposed to take that and look at every time I've seen it and nobody having some type of emotion and be like, uh, these two things don't add up? Or am I supposed to be like, uh, maybe Yen Sid doesn't know what yeah, nobody that's my interpretation. I feel like the can it be where, other, the other way, though. Can, can you view it as... He's knowing what he's talking about. Can, yeah, can you view it as a... Can, if, if I if I looked at that and said uh, it's a no normal mistake, would I be wrong? No. Okay. I really think I really think no more purpose. So like the moment where Yin Sid is uh, talking to the heroes and he's he's literally explaining everything about the nobodies. He's deliberate, like not deliberately, but he's he's saying things out of ignorance. Um, I feel like there's a lot of things that characters do not really know about the world um, of Kingdom Hearts but they speak on things as if they do know and because of that it makes it seem like certain things are true when they're actually not so when the more is talking when uh yin sid is saying like nobody don't have heart don't let their uh, appearance deceive you they aren't people they're just nobodies and Sora takes yin sid's um guidance as like okay he's he's yin sid he's a masterful all wisdom like wizard like he's as a player don't you mm, i think that so I think in that moment you could be like, okay, no, the the game is telling me that this is what is true, and you can take that and you can run with it. But if you played the game, if you seriously believe by by the end of the game that those characters aren't people, that those characters don't have emotions, like you don't really get the point of the game because the way Sora treats all of those characters, like the way he treats Demix, the way he treats uh, Zigbar, Sykes, like he treats them as if they're like trash at this at this at this they're like filth they're disgusting like they're like these horrible human beings like the way he treats axel like if you look at all of those characters stories if you would tell me like based on what you see from those characters that 
those people don't have emotions that just they're just like bodies with like motivations i don't i can't i can't see how you come to that conclusion no, i'm saying what if you saw that it was like uh this narrative this goes against what i was told i think i think that's the point i think that yens did but this is, this is like a thought though right this isn't like 100 percent. you can't think that this is supposed to con- uh conflict with this well, are you asking if if it's I think a I just asked you huh? I'm pretty sure I just asked you. It's like, am I wrong? Was I wrong? Would I have been wrong for being like, uh, why make it so confusing? Why would I, would I be wrong for taking instead of his word, me? Um, because it seemed like because no, he gave because us all the other information about the nobodies, so it know, seemed like you would be, I don't think you'd be wrong. Sure. I don't think you'd be wrong, but I think that if you would take Yinsid by his word the entire like throughout the entire series of kingdom hearts and be like well even though axel is crying when he sees roxas disappear i don't that doesn't mean he's just faking um yensid told me that um uh, they don't have emotions if you still taking yensid's word at that point after you're seeing all these examples of why yensid is wrong then i feel like okay you're not really you're 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 taking Yen, everything yensid is saying to heart I feel like I feel like that's the point. I feel like it's not like Yin like I feel like that's literally the point of like giving Yin Sid all this knowledge that is wrong, that is not true. Like he is this all powerful wisdom wizard. And like certainly with Anson the Wise, like Anson the Wise is supposed to be this know it all character, but like there's so many things like he treats the nobodies like they're not that, that I agree with. Because my my only thing about that is it's not just Yin Sid saying that, it's the other nobody saying it as well. Mm. Yes, and like I feel like they believe that because they like if you've been told when you've been born and you don't really you don't really have nothing to go against what this person is telling you. If you like literally as soon as they come into being like Zenness pops up and give them a name. He gives them like a purpose. If you don't have no recollection of who or what you are and someone gives you a purpose and tells you what that thing is, you're gonna believe it too. Like like I seriously think that those characters for a long time believe that they weren't people that believed that they didn't have hearts that did that they were nobody but and, you, and you're saying that they got it from Zemnis, who got it from Ansel who got it from probably Zednor or whoever is whoever like I feel yeah, like that's another question I have also like I feel like Zednor and like it's very confusing because it's like how is Zednor able to control his nobody if he's not uh existing but I feel like Zednor has a, a hold over all these people who has a part of his will and a part of his heart inside of them, which is Zayn, which is Zimnis, Young Zaynor, and um, Ansem. No, I'm, I'm gonna get confused. Don't please don't. Okay, no, just, <laughs> all right. no, just know that because I'm already confused as to like knowing a little bit more. I'm already confused as to what Zimnis is doing there in the first place. Zim- I'm, I'm, I'm already confused as to how Zaynor was Ansem's assistant. But at the same time, Xehanort was old and birthed by sleep. And maybe there's a game I'm missing. If I am, don't 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 spoil it for me. But right now, it doesn't make sense. You will get you will get that thing you're talking about in Birth by Sleep. If I mean, unless you didn't watch that cutscene, because uh, it is it's later cutscene explains how old Xehanort becomes Ansem's assistant. 
But um, I'm still I just started. Even though I'm like 20 hours in, I'm like in Terrace playthrough, so that's what I'm saying. No. Yeah, you yeah, you, I'm not going to spoil it for you. You're going to see a literary cutscene that shows you that shit. Okay. But my interpretation is that Zaynort's will. So like, okay. Oh man. So like, you know that Terranort is Zaynort, right? You know that, right? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, so it's like, tear, tear, all right. basically, basically, okay, wait, wait. So basically, it's um, Terra let Xehanort in or whatever. Xehanort becomes, Terranort is basically, uh, so, okay, hold on. Terranort is, let me say it, let me say it, let me say it. Okay, go ahead. So, you, you Xehanort that we see in Kingdom Hearts is basically Terranort grown up. Yes. All right, say no more. So therefore, if is Xehanort's intention to confuse or like deceive these nobodies into believing that they're not people, so that he can then manipulate them and like put his heart inside of them, I believe that it would all track back for like these reasons why these people believe that they're not people when they actually are. The reason why Xemnas would like choose to deceive them, and the reason why Ansa and the Wise and Yen Sid would have this very um incorrect information about them when really like it doesn't really matter who has the right information or not if you see these people if you see these uh these nobodies interact with other people and like interact and become who they are you see that like they do have hearts they do have emotion that they actually are people and like the fact that Sora treats them the way he does as if they're like less than him um kind of sh like shows you like how ignorant he was and how like wrong and um a misguided he was in that game but yada 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 we we went through all that that was a lot of talking but um i'm gonna just start going through some of the worlds uh hercules world i think the only thing so like this is kind of where like my issue with the game comes in i feel like nothing really happens significant in the disney worlds when it comes to like the plot so like um sometimes like organization members come in and be like okay we are here for this certain reason and they before you even go on your journey they do have a meeting where they're like we're gonna deceive him and let him think that um we're gonna let him go on his journey we're gonna leave him alone until um um he like starts deviating from our plans because their plan is for him to like destroy all these hearts so they can like constitute kingdom hearts blah blah so was, so it's kind of like okay the reason why you're going around and doing all this irrelevant stuff is because you're supposed to destroy a bunch of hearts so you can make kingdom hearts and um the the organization is going to like pop in and out to make sure that you're not deviating from that plan but it just feels like okay i wish there was something tying the thing Sora. that we disney world to the main shit so because I, I, I found myself uh like as i was playing because uh these worlds are kind of like being there um I'm, I'm i'm seeing like the kind of linear way they push you after play like after playing retrain of memories it, it kind of like put it in perspective like the game is essentially go here do this go here do that go here beat this boss mm -hmm. and then like but it's about the stuff that happens in between i found myself questioning like why are we here mm -hmm. <laughs> what do we do why is someone here in this world and it's like they, they try to make it seem like he's looking for Riku, yeah, yeah, Kyrie yeah. again, and then it's like, and then uh, the some of the yeah some of the shit is like like the fact that he the, when him and Riku actually meet, mm -hmm. and it's like 
I have like the context of the game before, or, or 350, 360, whatever that, that shit is. I have, <laughs> I have that context to right. know that it's like it's Riku in the mascot. But for you, probably playing it, you like this. This guy's probably a part of the organization. What the hell, like? And then you get further down and realize that's Riku. For me, you like, you like, like, this is very, this is very much a Riku role. Like we know that's Riku. Like stop playing with us. But even at the time, even at the time of like uh, game releases, we didn't like no one knew that was Riku because because we didn't have three fifty eight. We didn't have recoded. We didn't have all the in-between shit. So like the way that you're playing it, you kind of already spoiled to the surprise that holy shit, this is the person that we've been looking for this whole time. They just don't look like themselves. But even if like I had played it that way and I got to the end, I would retroactively look at that scene and be like, why the fuck is Rico doing all this stupid shit? Like, why is he not just like, why, why, why are you attacking me? Like, like what what's happening right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, so I want to get into Riku too because there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with him in this game. But um, I'm going to just talk about the Disney Worlds real quick. So I feel like even though I don't really like playing Kingdom Hearts 1, I feel like they do the Disney Worlds a lot better in that game because I feel like the way the Disney Worlds always should be done, if they're going to be doing the rehashing the movie plot, is that it's cool if you rehash the movie, but what I'd rather you do is you take the theme of the movie right so you take the theme of hercules and you're and it's like okay where do i belong who am i um like you know it's like trying to find yourself right you take that theme and you weave it into the overarching story that sora is going through so like in kingdom hearts one um sora's trying to find his light he's trying to figure out like hey what like what am i supposed to do like 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 who, like what am I supposed to do? Like my friends, like they're gone. Like, I don't really know what to do without them, yada, yada. And they're, they're weaving in like, okay, this is what it means to be a true hero. Like um, they're weaving in all that stuff. Like they're weaving in the movie plot. Like they're moving in, they're weaving in the movie theme. And they're also weaving in the Kingdom Hearts theme and they're making it relevant. And they're going to have it like pay off towards the end of the game. Like Sora, the, the lessons, that Sora is learning from these uh, messages that they're weaving in through these Disney movies, like it's all going to be relevant towards him towards the end of the game, right? Like Sora, eventually Sora does learn what it means to be a hero, and uh, he does eventually find his light, yada, yada, yada. Like, I feel like that that writing is a lot better uh, in Kingdom Hearts than it is in Kingdom Hearts 2. I feel like they don't really do, they don't really take the, the messages of those Disney movies and make it relevant to the messages, the message of like the Kingdom Hearts story. And I feel like in Kingdom Hearts 1, they do that a lot better. But th I think this is why I'll agree with you when it comes to the way you uh, view Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm -hmm. Like compared to uh, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 is just, it's really like, why are these worlds? Why are we, like, we're, why, why, really why, no what's the purpose? What, 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 what's the purpose? Like, there is, only there's no reason for us to be here. It's literally like, there's something that we literally should be doing other than this. Right. In Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 1, it, it's, it's less so that, because it's like, we don't really have a clear path that we need to be following right now. So it, it's not that bad that we're going on around and we're goofing around and shit. But in Kingdom Hearts 3, it's like, bro, why are we not in the realm of darkness with Riku and Mickey? Why why is it that we need this crucial power of waking 
to do anything right now. And we can't do anything until Sora learns his power. But apparently Riku already has his power learned from the last game. And that's why he's a Keyblade Master. And apparently being a Keyblade Master doesn't mean shit in the first place. Because it's like it's like it's like a title that's only relevant in name only. Cause he gets bodied in the realm of darkness. He gets bodied anytime that he really needs to be powerful as fuck or whatever like that. Like him being a Keyblade Master, like anything like that's relevant to like Riku do anything or being a, a significant or useful part of the plot, it's like he might as well not be there because it's like he doesn't do anything important. Like only like nothing happens until Sora learns the power of waking. And it's like if we needed Sora to learn the power of waking to get this shit rolling, like why are we going through the Disney worlds? Like why is going through the Disney worlds going to help Sora learn the power of waking at all? Like it, it makes no sense. But whatever. We're not talking about Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. I'm going to start jumping. Um, I think Timeless River is dope. I think that whole art style is dope. Um, I really think the whole idea of us time traveling in like a really weird way is like, are we time traveling or are we going to a different place? It's really weird, but I think it's cool that they play with that. I agree. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. I really think it's crazy as fuck that Pirates of the Caribbean is in this game. Like, I didn't really realize it back then when I was playing it. I was like, yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean is Disney, isn't it? But like, Pirates, like literally, if you look at all the Disney worlds that's been in the Kingdom Hearts games, the fact that they was like, you know what? Let's fucking do Pirates of the Caribbean. Like on a PS2 game, like like they actually did that shit. And like they had like the whole art style clash with the whole Disney art. Like, cause you know how you go to every world and you kind of like match up with the art style of the world. But like the fact that like they commit to the Pirates of the Caribbean art style, you just have like your like Disney, like Kingdom Hearts Square Enix style, like style, like clashing with the world, rest of the world. I really think it's dope. Even though it's even more cool, like in Kingdom Hearts three, when like you do match the art style of the world, and like you look like super HDified and all that shit, I think that's also dope. But I think the fact that Pirates of the Caribbean in this game is kind of crazy. Um, I think Lion King being in the game is kind of crazy too, and I really think like they really made an effort of like making you play as a lion. Like they really made an effort of like making that um, possible and not like super frustrating. And kind of like fun, especially like when you uh have that really fast sprint and shit. I think that's really cool. Um Atlantica's bad. It's optional, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, Atlantica's bad. No, you no, you don't have to do it. I did it, but you don't I have think to it's bad it. that you need to complete Atlantica to get ultimate weapon. I don't I think like that, I don't bad. think that's bad. I don't think that's bad at all. Yeah, cause it's all—it's it's just like you know, it's like Kingdom Hearts One. Like you got, except it's way worse. You got to do a whole bunch of synthesis. You got to synthesize every everything before think, you can get the ultimate weapon. I think in Atlanta, Atlanta, whatever you want to call it, but <laughs> Atlanta, Atlantis. I'm pretty sure is it Atlantis? I don't know. Atlanta. In Kingdom Hearts One is like ten times better than what it was in. Kingdom yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you actually get the fight. <laughs> yeah, so, I wasn't I really know. a fan of the combat in Atlantica. I have no idea why they did the musical shit. Like, that's crazy to me. Why? Why would you go from us being able, actually being able to do shit in this world to us taking like literally taking that whole mechanic and throwing it in the trash and adding something that's worse? It, it's it's kind of stupid. But um, I don't like I don't like gating 
things that are like not crucial but like are highly desirable from a player like gaining it by through shit that's like that's kind of bullshit like don't don't gate me with bullshit so i can get the ultimate weapon like no like have it actually be shit that i am interested in doing like interested in playing like whatever i wasn't interested in doing none of that shit to get the ultimate weapon in kingdom Hearts one i had already done it it's just it's, it's, i don't it's just, feel, i don't feel like you should hide the most powerful weapon in the game by shit that's not fun to do like period i don't think it's mm. good to keep it in the game I think I think grinding is not. I, I think grind. What I I don't think when they made the game, they're like, oh, this isn't fun to do. Let's not make them do it. Damn. I'm pretty sure they don't think that. Okay, whatever, whatever. We're not gonna talk about it. Yeah, and like I said, it's all subjective because it's like yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. It can, it, like I said, it's, it's, like, it's just like Atlantica is like super easy to do and um came yeah. to anyway. So yeah, it doesn't like, take. It doesn't take like long. The, the difficulty's hella hard. It's not like it's stupid long. It's none of that. I mean, it's, but it's, it's the most powerful weapon in the game, man. Like. So you gotta put in some type of. They have to put in some type of effort. Less something, than an hour, like something less you're not than an hour. don't want to do. Something okay. less than an hour. All right. It's less than an hour compared right. to like. I, I get y'all. Get y'all. Get y'all. Hours of grinding to like. I'm trying. I'm trying to move to this stuff so we can get the rezero because I have a lot to say about rezero too. Right. All right. Hundred Acre Woods is really good. I think that them um telling the whole theme of like what it means to be older, what it means to kind of like forget your childhood and all that shit. It's really cool. Um, some of the mini games are annoying, but it's not that bad. I really like Hunter Acre Woods and Kingdom Hearts uh, two, and, and and Kingdom Hearts one. It's really good. Um, I didn't get that message from it. Oh, the whole like, don't forget your child. Yeah, I didn't get that. Like, I think every time they make Pooh forget like his friends and shit, I think it it kind of speaks to the whole fact of like, that's kind of what it means to grow up like the fact that christopher robin christopher robin like he knows who you are now but like eventually he's going to grow up and not remember who, like like that whole like the whole like um live action movie they got with even mcgregor like that's like the whole point of um like that whole story is like okay eventually i'm not going to be a kid anymore and i'm not going to be able to play with you guys like you know what I mean? i'm not going to be able to be here and like that's kind of the whole sentiment I give when Sora's telling Pooh, like, I have to go away, I have to go find my friends. And Pooh's like, Are you like, are you leaving for good? And he was like, Well, no, I'm gonna be back. And he was like, Well, can you come back now? And he was like, Can you always just be here? And he's like, Well, no, if you wanna if you always wanna if you wanna see me, like just look in your heart. Like, I'm always be here in your heart. And he's like, All I gotta do is like be here. And he's like, Yeah, just be here and I'll be here with you. And I think that's like really cool. Um, the way they kind of message that. That's kind of what I got from it. Um. Yeah. Uh, cloud is cool. I don't care. What, I don't care what anyone said. I think cloud is cool. I think that sometimes his I voice actor. I don't. I don't think people hate cloud. I just they they probably they just think don't it's like weird that it's just the fact that like he doesn't really represent his character. But also like, and, and it's not many of, people that like in Kingdom Hearts. Like, I don't think. I don't think Nomura's idea was to make them their actual characters because I don't think it's kind of weird. Like, uh, yeah, I don't think as many people was tripping out that as like core. I think it's only core Final Fantasy yeah, fans yeah, yeah. that are tripping off of that. Only, I don't think only those people that's like really invested. Yeah, I don't think that many so, people care. I will say um, the one thing that's, that's noticeable. 
noticeable to me. They look worse in this game than they did in the first game. Wow. Are you talking about the Final Fantasy characters? Yeah. No, not, not all of them. Not all of them. Just Cloud is. Come on, like design wise or like graphically? Because graphically, um, Cloud looks kind of bad. Like going out today versus in like. Uh, I like Cloud's outfit. Did you, um, did you I fight? Like did you fight Sephiroth and King Mars too? Yeah, both games. I haven't beat Sephiroth in Kingdom Hearts too, but like Why he not? looks exactly he, he looks exactly the same. Um, I kept getting beat. What do you mean? <laughs> wait, I wait. beat I beat Sephiroth in two tries. Kingdom Hearts. Wait, you didn't you didn't? So why do you think they look bad? Is it, is it their design or is it how uh, they look graphically? Cloud is his design. I get it's true to his Final Fantasy Final Fantasy Seven design. It's not, like, it's not. It's actually not. It's uh, it's his Advent Children design. Yeah. Which, uh, which was which what people was uh mad about because it's like. That's like no one liked Advent Children, so it's like, why would you do his Advent Children design and not do like either his regular cloud design or Kingdom Hearts? That was the most recent thing. Yeah, like I prefer the first one more shit anyway, so it's like I'm gonna put my shit in here. Yeah, I prefer the first one, and I just think the way Sephiroth's face looks. I don't know if that's graphics or like just when they do the whole. So like Kingdom Hearts two and all really all the Kingdom Hearts games except for three, it has this thing where it's like. There's an animated face that we have, and there's a mesh face where it's like we just put a texture on there and we just like make the lips move. Every time they do that, it looks horrible for every single character, especially Syx. Like Syx's face, his mesh face is just like he looks sleepy as fuck. Like he doesn't even look like he's uh fully awake. But I don't think Sephiroth has the other face. I think yeah, he does. He definitely does. He definitely yeah. does. What I see, he looks the same. Like the entire like the cutscene when he's talking. He's like, uh, oh, wait, wait, no, you, you're talking about you don't think he has an animated face. I just don't like the way it looks. Like, it looks, yeah, I, it think, looks I think I know you. I don't think if Sephiroth has an animated face. I've never seen Sephiroth animate his face in Kingdom Hearts 2. If I have, I have to go back and look at it. But I, I definitely remember his mesh face, where it's just like it's just a texture and he doesn't move his eyes or like his any of his body, I mean, any of his uh face, facial features. And it's just like he's just stonewalled, like straight, like dead eyes. I'm just like that looks bad. But I mean, it's PS2. They don't really have all the money in the world. I'm not gonna kill them for that. Like little details. Like I that. have to because it's like everything else looks great, so it stuck out. That was my only thing. Yeah. Because like, everything looked to me, it looked like like it. You could see. I get like I'm playing a new version. It's been remastered, remastered, like mm -hmm. remastered, then remastered. But like. It, it looked everything looked really really good like everybody looked really really good and it's like you got to him who i really really liked in the first game i like the way he looked and just i it didn't even i didn't even realize they would do anything different until that happened and i, I didn't i didn't really notice well i didn't play the first game and second game like cl that close to each other but i didn't think it was that bad yeah, it's a noticeable difference okay um let me see the FF10, the FF10 girls are dope. I really like um, the the small role they play in the game. They're really cute. Um, Tifa is bad as fuck. Like I had no idea who Tifa was like when I first played this game, but I was just like, I don't know who this character is, but they're like they're like that bitch. Like, why is she in like, this game? Huh? Why is she in this game? Why is she in this game? I have no idea. I think she, she, she's looking for Cloud. Yeah, she was looking for Cloud because make it she, sense. Knew, she knew that. Make it make fucking sense. What? It makes sense. It's a. It, I get it. It's a small thing, but it doesn't make I sense. Mean, like the way I the way I interpret it is like she's looking for Cloud because she knows, she knows that he's going to try to fight Sephiroth. Like he's going to, 
he's going through shit and he's going to like try to settle with Sephiroth and he she wants to stop him from doing that with her like that. That's did it just, just leave it on the cutting room floor after that? Or am I missing something because I haven't beat Sephiroth? I know there's a cutscene where uh, where they where they fight and like something. No, 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 no. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen okay. it. Okay, oh, yeah, don't There's a resolution to that. Like, but yeah. is Tifa involved at all? Uh, I mean, yeah, she, she's yeah. literally she's literally in that cutscene and she's actually doing shit. Okay, because it's like I'm at the point where I went um back into the lab and Tifa's in the room and she's like, "Where's Cloud?" Even though Cloud's like in the city. That I love that. I love that part. <laughs> I love that part because it's like. Like what the fuck? Like one he's right there. He hasn't moved. <laughs> it's like, like what? But it's like I just think it's funny. Like, like think about this. It's just weird to me. <laughs> I think I think if you think about this in the concept context of a person that likes Final Fantasy, especially Final Fantasy VII, you're in a room and you're just like, all right, going through the story, blah blah. And then out of nowhere, like Tifa's here and like, holy fuck! Like, what the fuck is Tifa doing here? And like she's like, I'm looking for Cloud. I'm looking for a spiky hair kid. Blah blah. I'm like, oh my god, she's looking for Cloud. Like. Like if you care about these characters outside of Kingdom Hearts, then like that probably is like cool to you. And like seeing her like like punch a wall and like be like 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 kind of crazy and like you know just like very dominant. It's like that probably was a fan service moment for people. For you, it probably is like why is Tifa here? No, I, I I got it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a cool moment as well. It's just past that. Like what they do with it after that. They do but something. Just, they just they, they, the cutscene. Then I'll, they I'll do something after you beat Sephiroth. There's a cutscene that. Re, 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 Resolves all that like story arc. That's that narrative plot through, narrative plot line. I, I don't want to watch it until I um I actually beat him myself. So I'm leaving all of that. Okay. Um. Everything about everything about Tron World is fire, except for that face boss. That's that boss is not a good boss. But everything about Tron, like I feel like. Is dope as fuck that you talking about? Wait, space wait, wait, paranoids? No, nah, I'm talking about the, what face no, boss the face in boss, in the, the boss that's literally just like a a, a rectangle and like a circle. Oh, yeah, 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 that boss, that boss is trash. I was fighting that boss last pocket. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that boss, I hate that boss. It's not good. It's not fun. But I think the fact that like you have Tron right, and you're and you guys are like, okay, we want to do Tron, but how are we gonna do it? And you weave, you like, you place him, like you make him a part of like, like the Kingdom Hearts canonical, like Square Enix shit. I think that's really cool. Like the fact that he's living inside of the computer that, um, that like does the security for Hollow Bastion, like that is fire. Like, like having like the actual Disney stuff be a part of the Kingdom Hearts stuff, like in a really like a significant way, I think is awesome. And you actually like get across that whole point of like, okay, these people are like computer programs, but they're actually people. Like they have feelings, like they actually um, have motivations, that like, they actually have goals, like they they have emotions, like like they get that across with his world as well. And I think that's really cool. And like the whole like every time they change the design, the design of like Sora, like you like you have to uh, conform to the uh, to the thing of the world. I think it's also always that's well always done. Really um the hollow bastion war i felt like that was like the most significant thing you did in the whole entire game um it really felt like uh, holy say that, but it was definitely a, a fun fun moment i feel like just that whole sequence just felt very important like yeah you, no of course start to finish you're like 
holy fuck, Mickey's here. Like, we haven't seen you. We've been looking for you. Holy fuck. And then out of nowhere, boom, like, explosion happens. Like, holy fuck. Like, I'm just saying everyone. that, like, how come it's never been cleared up if Goofy died? <laughs> like, oh, I want to get into that. I want to get into that. always so funny to me. I'm going to get, we're going we're gonna to touch on that because that's very important. So, it just felt important because, like, everyone was here. Everyone was participating. It felt like, holy shit, like, we all have to deal with this right now because it's really important. Like, Hollow Bastion is under fire. Like, we have to, like, stop these guys right now. And you're like, you're like, oh, man, like, king, the king is like, go find Riku and Kyrie right now. And you're like, but I, I promised Leon, like, I was going to help him fight. Like, no, we got to do this. Like, these people are, like, f- fucking shit up. And it just felt like this is really significant. Like, what's happening right now, it felt like one of the most significant things that was happening in the entire game, especially up until that point. Um, so yeah, so Demix is hard as fuck. That was like the, that was what, he's, do we he's fight? He's not hard and once you figure him out. Once you figure him out, he's not hard, but like, I feel like that's the first boss that really challenges you, period. Yeah, And I really don't think it's just because of the minigame shit. I think that his moveset, like the way he fights, like his whole entire boss is like difficult. Up until that point, like compared to everything else you've done with, dealt, you have troubles with him, Tevin. Oh, fam. Who? Dimmons. Oh, you talking about Tevin? Yeah. Who? Uh, Demis, the water guy. Walk, dance, water, dance. Uh, no, because I use I use actually that's when I use my form. So it was like yeah. the first. I lost the first time. I got like really, really far, but I wasn't like stuck on him. I probably lost. I probably lost maybe three times. But like I, I got since you already fought him in the um you fought him in Olympus. You didn't fight him, but you did like the gimmick yeah, yeah, in yeah, Olympus. Yeah. So it was like I already knew to do that. Yeah. So that yeah. wasn't really that an was, issue. That wasn't in the that wasn't in the non-final mix version. So oh, that so, was the first time you had to do that. So the first time you fight him like in the like original version, like you're kinda like, okay, let me just do what I've always been doing with all the bosses. I'm That's just gonna nice. like try to take all these things out. And you're like, what the, like you keep, I kept failing that shit so many times. I was so fucking frustrated. I was like, I'm playing this shit. So it's triangle, it's triangle to win. Yeah, it's literally, literally, I was like, all right, let me try something different. Like everything I keep doing is nothing, nothing's working. And I did this thing. I was like, oh shit, like literally is all I had to do. Like, okay. And then I'm like into the fight and I'm like, okay. Now I just had to beat him and like he's just fucking me up like the entire time. He's just doing this fucking um like um this water jet shit and it's just fucking me up. And I don't know why, but he was just hard as fuck. Him and Zalde was like the two bosses that really gave me a hard time on my first time playing. But um and I and I like his I like his um like his lead up to his fight because like Sora is kind of like like uh disrespecting him and like you're not you don't have feelings, like you're not a person. And he's kind of like gets like really pissed off at that, and he's like, you know what, I'm going to fuck you up now. And I feel like that was really appropriate for like the way that fight um, played out for me, because like that part was fight was hard as fuck. And I think it's really cool that like you never, you don't, you know, you don't never see this character be serious, but like the one time they're serious, like they kind of are challenging and they kind of fuck you up a lot. Yeah. So I think that was cool. Um. All right. Here's the like one of the probably the most important moments of the entire game. Goofy sacrifices himself to save King Mickey, right? <laughs> and you're like, I'm literally when the first time I watched this, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, so I was like, like, no way. 
no yeah, way. Like, it's like this like it they really like did that moment justice where it's like this is important like like he's like this can't be happening like i there's, there's no way this is happening like, i'm like what the fuck? and mickey and the best moment of the game was like mickey's like he's like you'll pay for uh, this he's well he's like fed up he's like Oh no, I'm finna wreck shit. And he takes his cloak off and he like summons a keyblade and the music kicks in. It's like, holy shit, Mickey's finna fuck y'all up. But we don't see him do anything. Huh? We don't see him do anything. Yeah, yeah, but it's like. (laughs) No, like, I think think that doesn't take away from that moment. I think it's still a cool moment. Like, I think that Mickey, like. No, I agree. I agree. I feel like just, like Mickey, they do such a good job making Mickey feel like the shit in this game. Like from the way that you let that he comes to save you whenever you die on uh, to certain bosses, the way that you've been looking for him in this whole time and he's in his black coke and he's out doing some important shit for some reason. He just it just make it feel like Mickey is like super the shit, period. In this whole entire universe, like he's important. But yeah, the way he's like, they'll pay for this, and like the music kicks in, he kicks, like he throws off his cape. I'm like this is like how you do a character sacrifice and then they just totally ruin it and they jacuzzi comes back and like he's fine and all that but here's the thing i i would thought would be really cool if so the whole game soar is like really treating these nobodies that they're not people they don't have hearts they're just nobodies right and the whole game is trying to tell you like that's not true like you literally played as a nobody the first five hours like all every time you see these people they have emotions like they have hearts like five hours he's he's treating these people wrongly five hours huh you spent five hours playing this rocks well probably not five hours that's a stretch huh Huh? i said it was more like two yeah it's probably two hours i probably over exaggerated anyway um it would be really cool if like goofy actually died and you like he came back as a nobody and then like Sora's like he realizes like okay Goofy's now a nobody but like that's still Goofy like there's no difference from who he was before he was uh not uh nobody now he's a nobody like like I was <sighs> like I think that trying to get that across <laughs> okay why that 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 see this that's about to hurt me okay why is there no difference when it's it, even besides besides people saying whatever they're saying mm-hmm. nobody's are missing something so how is it that they can be the same person okay so, so. It, it is really confusing because it's like in the kingdom hearts universe you're constituted you're, you're constituted of like two things your heart and your body right when these things are like separated you become one of your beings becomes a heartless and one of your beings becomes a nobody and like they try to make it come off like these are two separate beings right but there's a lot of cases where that's not really the case you know what i mean because we don't really see the heartless of any nobody in the organization we don't really see them except for Zemnis. we see his ansem is uh secret darkness that's a heartless but um we don't really see that uh anyone else is heartless so we don't really know if their heartlesses are any different from their nobody forms right so you always get the impression that okay once these people die like once they come back they're going to just be the same people like they have the same memories of when they was a nobody like nothing really changes for them so i think that's really the only issue i have because it's like axel and lee even though he every time um people call him axel he wants them to call them call him lee you really aren't any different from you were when you were axel like 
in any in any respect like even well, when you I would I would I would counter that with Axel was probably no different than who he was when he was leaked exactly like when before he turned into a nobody he was probably the same type of person but because whenever you are born as a nobody you're not really you don't really have memory like like they make it a point that like when you're born as a nobody you don't really have your memories and i think like i think your memories eventually come back to you or something like that um, yeah Ax axel had his memories oh really really not immediately i don't believe okay. but he did have them with roxas when he was talking i think about that's like the big key factors like for some reason like chain of memories like makes it a point like memory it's like you have your heart your body and memories it's like without your memories like chain of, chain of memories like the story of chain of memories really does delve into the idea of like who you who are you the same person if you don't have your memories like um uh are we just our memories like it really delves into that um theme and I feel like that theme is like carried over with the nobodies being like, okay, once we don't have our memories, like we kind of have to take whatever we do have and make something from that. And through that, they do kind of become themselves. Like the more they interact with people, the more they interact with other nobodies, like they start to get a sense of who they are. So I think the 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 point is that you can you can be you can be the same person that you was before you was a nobody, but it's kind of like how you how you choose to accept who you are as a nobody. So like if you're Zaldin, right? And before you were Zaldin, you were um, Lexius. I don't know who he was, but he was not the same person. Like he was like, uh, I don't really know that because they don't really delve into like- Nobody knows. Like, like they don't really delve into that, but it seems from the outside, they're different. Like Zaldin seems like a, a piece of shit um, as a nobody. But like his regular person form doesn't really seem like that. He seems like a lot more chill, whatever like that. Um, Are we talking about the same person? Because I don't think we see Zaldin. Zaldin knows. Zaldin, we see him in Burst by Sleep and we see him in Kingdom Hearts. I'm pretty sure it's. Uh, are we talking about Zaldin or are we talking about Lexius? I mean, not Lexius, but Lexius. Oh, fuck. Who is Lexius? No, oh, Lexi, yeah, you, do, you do see him in Kingdom Hearts too, I think, when you face him at the Oh, beginning. all right, we know we'll do we'll do we'll do a good example. Castles. We have um uh Anson and Wise's apprentice, the the kid. Right? Before he was the book guy, the book before he was whatever, he wasn't he wasn't evil. Like he wasn't like I don't know what you're talking about. The little kid, the one that has a little book he has a book, he fights with the book and he has a little thing over his eyes, his hair over his eyes. I don't know who you're talking about. In Kingdom Hearts 3, um, he's helping. He's literally the guy that you're talking oh, about. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Zexian. You know what I'm talking about, right? Zexian. Zexian. So Zexian, before he was Zexian, he wasn't evil. He was he was just like a kid. He was like, you know, this happy-go-lucky type kid. And then he became a nobody. Now he's evil, and now he like has all these dark motivations, right? The case could be that once you once he became a nobody, he could have he could have chosen to be better. He could have chosen if he would have like gained friends or if he would have gained like people to like uh like gain a heart with whatever like that he would have ended up being like Ross and Axel and like Zeon he would have been like them but he didn't have that he became evil for some reason like he chose a different path he did he he chose to um uh be different from who he used to be before he had his memories and shit so that changed him so when he came back as a regular person with both his heart and body um 
he had the memories of both before he was a nobody and when he was a nobody and um now he has a choice to be like who am i going to be now am i going to like go back to being bad or am i going to go back to being good and he kind of chose back to being good so like that's kind of the way i see it like once you choose to be a no once you become a nobody you kind of have a choice to either continue to be who you used to be or be somebody different be some something else so that's kind of how i see it um let me see thousand heartless battle it seems cool in 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 it seems cool in theory right the thousand heartless battle but in in action it doesn't feel cool like it just feels like you're you're just like for yourself Huh? Oh, you speak for yourself. Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty cool. I think the Thousand Heartlet battle is cooler in cutscene than it is in actual gameplay. I, I think you feel that way because you may have you've played the game multiple times. After like multiple playthroughs, it doesn't feel as good as your first play. I just felt like even when they give you that little triangle move where you get the little um get that one heartless and you like uh like blast a bunch of people. I really felt like they should have gave me like another form or like like because yeah, you got that's the only part that I didn't like is that you couldn't use your forms doing it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you couldn't use it. No, because um, Donald and Goofy I, weren't with you. I was beating myself up. I was like, damn, why didn't I use Valor form? So I couldn't use it anyway. Okay, okay. Because so you like, know, that, like if Donald and Goofy's not with you, you're not able to use. I wish form. they would have. You can use limit form. You can use limit form, but that's the only one. I wish they would have let me like really enjoy chopping down all those enemies and make like I just felt like I was just like it, it felt like the fucking um the thousand heartless battle in Mulan where it's just like like I don't feel like I'm making a difference you know what I mean it just didn't feel like that it just felt like I'm just like chop like because none of them were really like it was it's I like a little bit better in Kingdom Hearts three when they do it again where it's like. Uh, you fight all those heartless nobody in uh, Unversed, mm-hmm. and um, at the end you get the fucking roller coaster uh, 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 situation command. And you're kind of like blowing them. Uh, from oh my god! So... I, I thought that was, oh, it was, that was visually so looked appealing, but in the in Kingdom Hearts two, it just didn't it just didn't have that weight that it kind of like uh, built up. You know what I mean? It felt like oh shit, like we're finna fight a, a whole horde of heartless. Like this is gonna be like. It's gonna be epic, and it just didn't feel like that. So yeah, that was my only uh, gripe about that. Um, so then it's like that middle portion of the game where it's like Sora realizes that I've kind of been helping these dudes by defeating all these heartless. Like I'm not supposed to use the Keyblade anymore. Blah blah, blah. and nothing really changes. Like Maleficent comes and saves us, which is kind of a weird thing because it's like it was like it kind of gave her like a little sympathy like a little empathy it was like why is Mal- well no it kind of makes sense because it's like she's like she is against the organization so yeah, help, she help got and, her own plans so it yeah wasn't like, you know, which i'm still like i have no idea why they're still running with that shit like i think it's going it, i think it's going to be interesting to see i'm still intrigued man by it. I'm it not better even lie. Be. i'm still intrigued by it because i it wonder be. what it is it i will be. say i'm i am intrigued by it as well even though i'm wondering like why she came back in the first place but you, know. you won't find oh, out in man so it better be because they've really been making her integral to this story like i said we 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 don't even know still and we be all not it man menorah no more better not fucking blow me with this shit. but yeah the status quo doesn't change uh they make a big deal of you out of you using the keyblade but you still fucking go around and you still use that shit. it doesn't really play off play play well narratively 
uh, which they'll kind of like make make some type of like comment about like okay i can't use the keyblade or like i'm going to still use the keyblade but like here's here's like the bright side like here's our different plan like we're going to go beat them and we're going to go whatever like that i wish they'd have like at least acknowledge the fact that just a second ago you was like we can't use the keyblade and y'all keep using that shit and y'all keep like helping them uh achieve their plan right and even and even though uh ultimately maleficent ends up helping at first it's like the, the very like, first time it was for nothing like literally yeah literally she tries to help us and then we don't take her help like i'm like so like what, what was the whole point of this shit? like or or the one where she did she put up the wall of fire to like tell y'all to go y'all didn't go and she just get jumped by nobody's and then the wall <laughs> like the wall of fire like disappears and then you still have to do the battle <laughs> that joint was so funny <laughs> that it was hilarious i'm like wow i was i'll come and fuck y'all up like i sit there and i try to help y'all niggas get away and i just got a body for y'all for <laughs> no reason. but she all right though yeah she all right <laughs> um let me see what's what else we, we coming towards the end um world that never was world that never was that everything about that whole world was fire like the way it looked the way the like intro, uh, music, like the whole like everything like the way that you had to uh um, how, how did you feel about that roxas sword cutscene, bro i experienced it way after like because it wasn't in the original game yes it so, was the cutscene was the fight was the cutscene was oh, the fight okay. wasn't the fight okay. wasn't that's why i'm asking um, i would how you felt i think about it. in the original i think when my first playthrough i was confused but go ahead tim i think you're like i want to hear what you have to say about it oh you're asking me um uh i was a little confused at first as yeah. to what like how is he taking physical form yeah yeah and then i kind of wrote it off and uh, yeah I, I still don't i still don't quite understand how he took physical form i thought the fight was one of the best fights uh yeah. i've had like it just, wasn't it wasn't technically I, physical form you they me? was fighting inside each other's heart either way i had fun with like, the fight that's, I had the, a, that's I had the whole anytime you see that stained that, glass. That stained glass image thing is within like a heart or has something to do with like a heart. So that's just letting I feel like that's very well visualized, very, very well uh, illustrated. I, I love how they do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with that fight. Even uh, I died uh, a good bit during yeah, that he, fight. He's, 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 a tough, he's a tough beat at first, but I mean, yeah. the data is even harder. Yeah. It's the same pattern. It's just like the first. It, like when you think about it, it's kind of easy if you follow the pattern in the original version. The data version is like it's the same moves. Mm-hmm. They just he just has a lot more health. Yeah. And I got yeah. to the point in the data version where it was just like, damn, I want to rush and beat this, and that's why I kept dying. But you really mm-hmm. had to be patient and like yes. follow. Yeah. My my favorite one out of those data uh, battles is that Marluxia fight. That is my favorite one. I hate, I hate, I hate everything about that like mechanic that he has. I hate. Oh that shit. my god, I love that fight. It's so fun. Especially like if like if you if your level's low, it gets even more fun because there's like there's three ways that you can die, if I'm not mistaken, or like it's I think it's two maybe two there's two ways that you can die. It's with your actual health and then the counter on top of it. But uh yeah. All right. Um yeah, I thought it was cool. Uh, only thing I have my issue with Roxas in this game and like other games is that they so like they kind of do the whole Roxas is uh being a part of Sora like he's like he's giving up his will and he's like like 
allowing him to just give his full will to Sora or whatever like that. They do that shit like three times in the whole series, which which is confusing because it's like, and the first part is like, okay, he kind of had no choice. Like he was kind of forced to be, he was kind of forced to um, succumb to Sora. Like he had to give up all who he was and be like, he had to give up his last bits of self and be part of Sora. Uh, because like Sora woke up, blah, blah, blah. So he kind of like just disappeared that way. And then like, it was another time where it's like, world that never was, he's back. Like he's like, it's almost like Roxas is, was whole time was fighting. He was like fighting, um, actually like giving up who he was to be a part of Sora, right? And it's like, okay, is like, is Roxas, um, Cause at the end of the game, cause like this is what that's gonna what I'm gonna jump to. Um, Roxas and Nomine, they they come out of Sora and Kyrie, and they're like, okay, let's let's um, be a part of these people. That way, whenever they're together, we can be together. And like they was just kind of like accepting that, okay, this is what we're going. This is kind of our fate as nobodies now. And it seemed like he kind of accepted, like this is what this is is what it is. But then in three, and then in Dream Drop Distance, it feels like I haven't played the game. Okay, well, we'll get to that later because it, it kind of is a way around that. But whatever, I'm gonna just jump to this moment. So there's a point in the Kingdom Hearts two where Nominee is helping uh, Kyrie escape from one of the organization members or something right like that. You remember that? Nominee, yeah. So she's like holding her hand and they're like escaping, and Riku comes and helps him out. So like at that moment, Nominee is like there, right? She's like existing, right? Yeah, and in the end of the game, she's like a she's a ghost. So like, there's yeah. there's no there is no explanation of like how Nominee goes from helping out Kyrie, she's like literally holding her hand, to Nominee is literally inside of Kyrie the whole time. There was there was no like yeah, we didn't we didn't really see like the in between between that. Yeah, and I, I was looking for clarification because it was like. Uh, I know from Kingdom Hearts 3, they had to bring her back. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, I, I wasn't really sure, like, when, because she still exists at the end of uh, Retraining the Memory. So I'm like, maybe Ansem does something. But mm -hmm. then it, like, it never really gets explained because she still has, like you said, she still has physical form. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, maybe it happens at the end of the game. And then I got there and then I saw that and there was no, like, explanation. It, 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 it doesn't matter, I guess. Yeah, that's probably like the biggest plot hole in like that this game. It's like how does Nom like how does that whole shit even work? Like especially with Roxas, it's like can Roxas just be Roxas whenever he wants to? Like like how does that work? Like are they bound to each other? Like bound to yeah. their original people or or can they come out whenever they want to? Yeah, or I think that and all of that, all of what we spoke about is like why I like the game and don't love it. Okay. Yeah, like it's, it's like it's the, just, yeah, I, I get, I get you. It's a like, lot going on. I think that's why it's like it's so much going on. They throw that's a lot. Like, of things were better. Like there's so much going on. Like combat wise, there's so much going on. Story wise, there's so much going on. Like I, I, I like, I love Kingdom Hearts because it's like it's simple and it's like. And that's why I hate Kingdom Hearts. And they give you, I, I they like give how, yeah. How how little of it's going on in that game? Like it is especially because when I first played Kingdom Hearts two, I was like, holy shit, like. That was like my first JRPG. So I was just kind of like eating it all up. And then when I played Kingdom Hearts 1, I was like, this is like literally like half of what Kingdom Hearts 2 is, which is like, of course, I'm going to feel that way if I'm like positively inclined towards Kingdom Hearts 1. Yeah. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 2. 2. But it's like, 
I guess, I guess it's just like if you play Kingdom Hearts one first, probably more preferential to Kingdom Hearts one. Yeah. If you play Kingdom Hearts, because first, my I'm thing okay. is like I didn't have any issues with what was happening. Like the only big that's issue I had. Huh? I said that's what the exception to me because I play Kingdom Hearts yeah. one first. But... The uh, the oh, only so issue like I had. Yeah. Okay. The only issue I had was like with the camera at times, and it wasn't even like a huge issue for me. The camera wasn't. Like, it was on, like, like you didn't really think about the camera so much. I would say. Kingdom Hearts two, the camera's a lot better. Like yeah, it, it's better, but I'm just saying like when the game came out, like nobody. Not nobody, but it's just like it wasn't a big deal. Like you yeah. go back to it, a lot of the times, like that whole narrative of the camera being bad came back when they remastered it, mm-hmm. or like when uh, other people like they go back and it's been like a while and they're just like, oh my god, like, it's, it's really bad. not that bad, but it's bad. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it is bad. It's not a good camera. You can't you can't quite see because Goofy and Donald are in a way when you're trying to do like the uh, challenge. The challenge the only issue with the cameras like when you're in certain spots and like the camera like the way the area is it it fights with the camera as well like like i feel like the the bad level design pe- coupled with the bad camera just makes it like unbearable to play i will say the the part that i hate the camera the most is in um during that tarzan fight oh uh, the cheetah it. one the with the with that green little uh oh hell no yeah, yeah that's just horrible that fight Oh, I didn't have an issue with the camera there. My issues was only like in Peter Pan world, and I think in uh, not Peter, yeah, Peter Pan's world, and um, like I said, trying to kill those heartless because Goofy and Donald was in the way. But uh, hey, let me ask you, did you did you ever get frustrated with the maze and not the maze, the ah oh, fuck, it was like the tree shit in Tarzan. The tree shit. Was you did you did you ever have a problem with like mm-hmm. falling off and being like, holy fuck, where am I? I gotta go all the way up again. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, where am I? Like, is this does this tree connect to this tree? Like, I was lost in that shit. I could yeah. see, I could see how it could be frustrating, but I didn't have that experience because it was like, pain? Were you frustrated? Because there's another maze, and I think in Monstro there's a maze. Um. Yeah. Yeah, there is. I hated both of them. Yeah, like, I, can see, I can see how people look at that and be like, "Damn, fuck this," because it's like you, you don't know. Said you had a guide or something, right? But yeah, for like all these games, I'm, I'm playing with like you have, you have a guide. You have a guide. All all these games, like I'm just trying to. Um, uh, wait, so you buy? I, I feel like it, look, it's you important if you're trying to get past, if you're just trying to get through them. It's like I, I recommend a guide because like because yeah, I want like the best the best version like the best way like. No, like with all that extra unnecessary, like oh, this is frustrating. That's frustrating. Like I want my frustrations to be things I can't control or things that I have no like things that are presented to me. I can't do nothing about. You know, it's funny. I remember my brother bought a guy that uh, Kingdom Hearts one, and we still hate it. And I'm just fine. <laughs> I'm just fine. Right, you can well, still was, even with that guy, you can still get lost. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh yeah, it, like that tar, like everything about that Tarzan on world, the tree shit is bad. It's it's bad, man. Like I hated um Alice in Wonderland. That was one of the worst. I don't things. think Alice in Wonderland was that bad. I just hated going up and down that fucking like there's I one boss in there where it's like you don't have you don't have high jump yet and you have to try to like reach yes. him. That shit is just bad. If you come back, I think um, at first it's like if you just doing what you're if you just doing a regular story and you're not doing anything extra, Allison, the Alice world seems like really small and it seems like uh, there's nothing in it. Once you, like, you can go to more shit. Yeah. yeah there's literally like, a whole like upside down shit where like you yeah. turn that shit was awesome. That, and it gets it gets like 
Like you would, it's, it's a whole side of the world you would never see unless you were trying to get extra stuff. Yeah. So I think that is cool. I always always went back to the world for the Trinity stuff, and I always like was happy with what I found. But let me let me finish this shit so we can get to zero. Um, I think the Roxas nominee reunion was fire, even though like I I thought that moment was very well done, even though like their relationship didn't really uh deserve that moment. But I think it was I I love that moment regardless. I think it was really well done, mostly because of the music. But I think it's really cool. Like it just kind of speaks to their characters too, because like the way Ross is, is like Ross is like you know like uh, look sharp, like you know stop looking like a goofball. Like the way he kind of like he he's like doesn't resent Sora as much as he did in the beginning. Like he's like like you are part of me. I it is what it is. Like I'm cool with being with you. Um, you know, bar. <laughs> so yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh. Riku and uh, Sora beat Zemnis. I think the freaking Dragon one Balls. One of the best like, fights. One of the best boss fights. In it's one of the best final bosses ever. Like, period. Bruh. I, I don't like. I don't. So I don't really fun. like all the phases to it, but I think it's the final. The final phase of the fight is dope. Yeah. Period. I just. I my my favorite part is when they surrounded by them damn beams. Yeah, you like you just like doing a reversal shit. That's. Yes. It's, oh no no no! You're talking about the the. I hate that shit. Uh, they they broke the like I looked it up. They broke it, so I, I played a different version than you, you guys played. So I didn't enjoy that reversal shit at all. Oh, we broke it. It's messed up. Um, before uh, you could do it and not get hit. I was getting hit. Oh, still pressing it, and I was. Oh yeah, hit. yeah, yeah. But see, that makes the game harder. They but they they did that though. They like they um. They did that. I see what you mean. It wasn't like that. They changed it. Yeah. So I remember. I remember it being dope as fuck. Cause it's like he has like he has these viney um like little beams and like I'm like holy fuck how am I like how am I supposed to dodge that and like then you have the reversal shit and you're like you're just like you like gliding like you kind of like uh dancing with it in the air. It's like very cool how that animation is. My thing like, is um, why in the world don't you like the part where they surrounded by the beams and you going back and forth with Sora and Riku? Uh it's because on my first playthrough I died there because I was like Oh you like, didn't know what to do? <laughs> Cause because Riku is because so one you have to block with both Riku and Sora and yeah. I didn't know that. It's confusing because I it's didn't like know that. Right, I didn't that, know that happens. Like, that happens to everyone because like I was only blocking with Sora and Riku's over there getting fucked up, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> why is he? Why is he blocking? And then once Damn, you find out how to do I, it, it took me. And it then looks so and cool. like once, if you fail that, you have to kind of like do the boss over again. I think. But the that that's why the reason why I like it is like because of that just that moment the fact that like every time i talk to somebody about it they don't know and like somebody ends up getting like hit by like the beams yeah it is a cool moment but it's like it's not really well like oh like when you've been trying to beat that boss like all night and you like die to that shit it's kind of like frustrating yeah that would happen in the final i don't think that would happen if you like trying to beat the game because i think it would give you more trouble in a data battle than anything but i I know, I, I know definitely like i remember my first playthrough like i was just blocking with sora and i wasn't doing it fast enough. i wasn't pressing triangle fast enough and i died and like, i had to redo the boss over again i was like what the fuck? i've been on this shit all night like what the hell it's, it's so it's so funny yeah i had that issue at first but it was like I, um because i was just i was only pressing triangle because i i came into hearing like the, the it was mass triangle to win so i'm like okay when am i gonna mass triangle finally i get mass triangle and then i'm like so getting hit how but i looked 
didn't die though. I looked, and it's like you could see. Um, yeah, right yeah. Under- if you look in your commands, like yeah. there's yeah. another thing. There's another block. So like, I'm holding my controller sideways, going like this. <laughs> yeah, that shit is bad. That shit is bad. But I love it because like, cool. once you do it, it looks so cool. Like the it looks cool. Them like back I and forth it. and like deflecting it, it's so good. It's so good. I love it. Right. Um, I do want like I don't like the dragon boss. The little I think it, I think it looks dope. I just don't like it. I think like if you're gonna add another mechanic to the game, like make it like really feel like a fleshed out mechanic. It just felt like ooh. I want to get back to my keyblade, please. Like I don't want to do this fucking glider. Uh, bike, I thought uh, that was. I thought that was cool. I'm not even gonna lie. It looked. It looked cool. It just didn't play. It just didn't feel cool. Didn't play. Uh, I can respect. Um, that. I don't. I don't like how many phases he had. Like. I like I, that. I like that a lot. I like. I like well, I didn't like Enix, how long each phase. Square Enix. Huh? Like that's that's a Square Enix thing all the way. Yeah. yeah I right. like. Don't make each phase so long. Like I like actually because uh, I actually I like, loved it all. I, I actually like the whole like holy fuck he threw me out in the space and like now I'm kind of gliding back to him and I'm like hopping from I thought that was dope it's just like like Sam like this is a long ass space like but just it's, like it's it's real the thing about that is to me well to me personally it's rewarding it's like it's like you get to the end you want an epic battle and I feel like at the end of that that was an epic battle and you feel yeah, I, I feel so I, good I'd rather you like, make the last the last phase longer and the middle phase is shorter like that's just how i prefer it um, like don't make each phase like very significantly long you know what i mean like make the last fight like the fight the, like the one i'm spending most of my time on and the other one says like okay like this is just this is kind of like set piece stuff that's just me um but i just i like that because like once you're at the end of the game, it's just like you, you kind of, it's a party that doesn't want it to end. So that's. I get you. Wow. And I, I like how uh, they, they call like, they bring like, visually it's cool. Cause like they have, um, like the whole Xehanort armor shits. Like yeah. it looks cool. Um, all right. So ending of the game. Riku, Asura um, Xemnas is dope as fuck. They bring their keyblades together. And like that whole fucking like. Sora, uh, like he, and the fact that Zimmer's got light lightsabers is like we don't even gotta talk about how fire that is. Like when I first seen, I was like, like they, this man got lightsabers coming out of his hand. Like that is the coolest shit I've ever seen. But he, anyway. he had that in Kingdom Hearts one though. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't play Kingdom Hearts one. Like this is like I'm okay, talking about my experience with Kingdom Hearts two. I'm sorry, I mean it's kind of been going on for a while. <laughs> anyway, um. All right, so Riku gets bodied by Zemnis. He loses Keybase, but Sora catches it and then does like the like do it and shit. And then they do do uh, beat them together. Like that's a cool way to end that final boss. And then we get to end the game, right? And this is where the fucking Riku and Sora shipping begins. This moment right here, they fucking uh, walk to the realm. Of, they're in the realm of in between. They walk into the realm of darkness and they are just going ham with like the the Sora Riku like best friend like we'll 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 be here together forever. Like I get why people ship Riku with Sora so much. And I I am one in, in support of it. Like I think that the relationship between these two characters like really is showed off like the strength of their relationship is really showed off in this moment 
I where think, I think out of the entire series, Kingdom Hearts Two is where like they really show the relationship between uh, Sora and Riku. Because mm-hmm. more so in Kingdom Hearts One, it seemed like it was just like so Riku was Kyrie. a huh? Riku was a dick. Riku was a dick. In yeah, like Riku didn't really. Yeah. I don't really get why Sora liked Riku. Like Riku always was kind of a yeah. shit, shit, piece of shit to him. And so I feel and, like, and I you kind of like, get clarification of why that was in Kingdom Hearts Two. Like it just all oh my, it just pays that's off. Why, so that's well. why I think like it was done really well because you see like why Sora and Kyrie have a thing, you know, going on like in Kingdom Hearts One because it's all about the Sora and Kyrie show. And mm-hmm. to combat that, he focused the relationship like a lot on him and Riku. Like even on the scene where uh, Sora like gets down on his like knees, oh, and he's just like, bro, we did not even bro. talk. That's that's like, the best scene. That's in the game. like that's one that's of the best yeah, scenes in the game. I'm just like, that. damn, like. It's Riku. He's like, oh my god, I can't believe, like, right? It's so good, bro. I don't. I literally cried my eyes out. I don't even like. I don't know nothing about this uh, series, and like, this game made me care about these two characters. I haven't even seen this character for the entire game. Uh, Like, I I search for you. Like, I care about these characters so much that, like, that moment. Like, cause the whole, they do such a good job that they make it known that like, Sora is trying to find Riku and Kairi. Like that is like, when he's, when he gets on his knees and he bows to Sykes and he's like, please like, show me, tell me where Kairi is. Like the moment where like, he thinks he's close to finding Kairi and like, he, he just misses her. Like, it just shows you how much like, these people mean to him. And like, yeah. when he finally finds Riku, and he just like he's just like holy fuck like Riku Riku's here like I've been looking for you guys like like it is like perfectly done like there's no better way that you could have done that scene. It's and it's just and that's it's just why beautiful. I love the fact that they let like they let them two fight together like you can see like he's intentionally yeah. trying to like make sure that relationship with them two are built. In that yeah, game. it's just it's just it just it was, a, it was a good job, man. It was a great it's job. Beautiful, but yeah. Uh, when they're on the beach, it's like it's like they double down on like these are why these two people. This is like these. This, if you don't know why these two characters like uh, love each other so much, this is why. Like when Riku's saying like so are like I I always thought I was better than you. Like I you know these. This is kind of like the way I felt this whole time, and um and really I was just jealous of you this whole time. Like, I wish I could live like the way that you do. And like, so like, they're just being so honest and transparent of how they feel about each other. Yeah. Or saying like, you know, I wanted to be like you too. And like, it's just like, man. And, and like, it's, you could say like, it's cheesy and shit, but like when Riku is like, there's something that you can never imitate and like having you for a friend, like, it's just like, like really just like, shout out to everyone that localized that scene, like getting across like that dialogue, like the script, but the English script in that whole moment was really good. Um, and hey, I get it. Like I, I support all Riku and Sword shipping. Like I think that um, the, in the whole entirety of the series, like their relationship is not. It, it's the strongest in Kingdom Hearts two as far as like dialogue and like moments go. Um, but it's still strong throughout the series. Yeah. Uh, I think the best part of that whole moment is like when. When the fucking bottle comes, that shit is all oh god. That shit is so fire. When the bottle comes, the sword. Yeah, and then thirteen years later, we get confused. yeah. And then like the the that bottle ruined my life. <laughs> I love that. I love that scene. I with like that, they, I they, hate they, that damn bottle. I swear. They they play the CG cutscene and like 
the they're reading the letter and the daughter like and i just like the idea of like cnc told him at the beginning of the game like you're going to open the door to light and you don't really make nothing of that like i still didn't really care like when i door to light whatever like that but like the idea that they've been con they've like chosen they've accepted the idea of being in the realm of darkness forever and other people being on the realm of light and the idea that reading Kyrie's letter is what had like my my interpretation i saw opened the like he kind of was the one that opened the door of light because he he read Kyrie's letter and like it made like him realize like no i need to see Kyrie. Like, i want to be with her um that's kind of where the door like came from and Riku's like the door light and like um and then Sora gets up and he's like he reaches his hand out and he's like we'll go together like that is like I'm at that point like I'm bawling crying like I'm like oh my god like, <laughs> like I love them so much like yes and then and then like you're just so because you're just so happy for them in that moment like you're just like fuck yes like they've been through all this shit and now they can finally just be together. And the end, the scene goes on. They fucking got the Kingdom Hearts music playing. Um, you hear Kyrie calling for them um, on the beach. And um, then everyone just starts like, then the fucking sanctuary thing starts playing. And Donald and Goofy and Mickey, like they run to them. And you know, they're embracing them and shit. And then uh, Sora looks up at Kyrie and Kyrie looks at Sora. And she, and then he's like, like we're back and they're like you're home and then he gives he gives her the fucking seashell that she gave him a Kim Marshall. To me, that didn't I didn't have no context for what that meant in my first playthrough. But I, once I got it, I was like, wow, like you mean the pop of No, it's the uh, the seashell that the little Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm tweaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like when you're talking about just like topping it off, like just like adding on to something something that's already perfect. Like it, everything is just like there, it, there could be no better ending for that game, and really, like there is, there is no better ending in the in, in the entire series to me, like than that ending right there. Like you're just so happy for those characters, and it's just, it's just a just a really well done conclusion. Um, so yeah, and only thing else I really want to talk about is like the secret ending. Um, not really the one where you get the message in the bottle from Mickey. But um, the one where you uh, get the birth by sleep crew fighting Zemnis, not Zemnis, but Zaynort. I never seen that until like years later, like when it was on YouTube and stuff. But when I seen that, I was like, holy shit, this was in the game. Like I had to like be all the bosses and like all the secret shit to get this. Yeah. And I was just so confused. I was like, I don't know who these people are, but this is because i'm thinking like this is going to be kingdom hearts 3 or whatever because like after finishing kingdom hearts 2 and you're like what's next after this and you see like the uh birth by sleep like destiny's this destiny is inevitable like uh destiny's uh intertwined and all that shit like you see um this battle happening between these characters and you're like this next game is going to be everything that we're going to want yeah. and it ended up panning out that way but as far well, it wasn't as, a bad game it's not a bad game it's just not what we thought it was going to be it's not what we wanted it to be but um but yeah because everybody I, was, was, was going to be kingdom hearts 3. you know you know you're going to have the time step this right oh yeah i know no i'm talking whichever one y'all i guess I oh for the re-zero stuff 
No, I'm talking about like because this conversation went on quite a bit. Uh, yeah, so I hour and thirty five minutes. What thirty five minutes? Hour and thirty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, you want to either timestamp it or, or like cut it up. I'm sure you're gonna prefer to timestamp it because uh, yeah, that's a lot of cutting. I wouldn't even know what to cut, honestly. Yeah. Well, this be Shondell idea, bro. He be wanting to go from beginning to end. <laughs> I think it's important. Like, it's a reason why like this is our favorite, one of our favorite games. Like, yeah. like all the things that we talked about, like all the like little shit. Like, that's why it's like one of the best games ever. And like it's still like one of people's favorite games. I, I get why it's not yours favorite game, Timmy. Like it's just like I don't, I don't. I just gave you the context. <laughs> it it don't make sense. Like I, I get I get him because like he's like, okay, Kingdom Hearts the one, it is is giving me everything Kingdom Hearts 2 giving me, but So you like Kingdom Hearts one. one. Yeah. But you don't love Kingdom Hearts 2. No. I feel I just I just explained that I feel like I think, um, I think it all comes to like person like personal subjective like taste. I feel like Kingdom Hearts two is just it just took everything Kingdom Hearts was and added more to it for some some good some bad that's all, and that's why I like it and I love it. Where I feel like what Kingdom Hearts one does it just it does that and it does it really good and it's only like a few moments where I'm like ah, but Kingdom Hearts two it was way more moments where I was like mm, I don't know about this. That's just because what, what they were it was it was only anti-form just keep it real oh wow <laughs> just keep it real i, wanna, I, just keep it real. I, I literally just said all of it through, while he was talking no, i think said, i think i think tevin i think that's a very valid criticism i think especially um the way that you enter the series it it's it, it makes sense that you came away with that you know opinion that perspective no and um yeah i don't think it's a bad i don't think it's a bad take like really going it's bad. going it's a bad take I don't really, I, I really think going like once I went through all these moments, like really going through the whole game and coming through it, like I can see why it, like there's a lot of shit that you kind of just have to like ignore, like a lot of kind of bullshit. But um, it's 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 nothing wrong with it. It's just like it is what it is. But I want to get into reading though because I feel like um yes there's That's a lot of shit about, to go on i got a that. lot of shit to talk about we don't have to go into as much we could probably spend like half an hour on it but i just want to get y'all really gotta go that deep i'm gonna just i'm gonna just let y'all know off the muscle okay there's, <laughs> a, there's like five things i want to talk about with this show okay right let me hear it so I amelia is best song. girl huh Amelia's best girl. No, she's no. not. Not, no not in not any means. Not in well, any means. Now let's talk about. Let's talk about. Let's talk about. I'm gonna give you my case. I'm gonna give y'all my case, right? You should. I'm gonna give y'all my case. You should. So I want to know why. And this is all personal. This all comes down to like what I like and what I appreciate. Mm-hmm. So you give me a character, and off the bat, this character is a basic, good good character like do good for other people like they're 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 uh what's it do good whatever yeah and i'm like okay there's there's not really much to her like she's just very much bland like she's just she's just what it is and then you really like analyze like everything that she does and you realize there's it really is a lot more there um Mm. And and you really you really see that as re, um, Subaru is going through all of these uh, loops, like the first loop, he sees her and she's kind of just like, okay, I'm gonna just help you out because I'm a good person. Like this is who I am. The second time he sees her, 
I like he 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 calls her Satella because that's kind of all he knows her to be um, because that's what she told him, and she's like um, very offended by it, very disrespected. Like like how dare you call me that? And you're kind of like, okay, there's more there's more going on with this Satella shit. There's more going on with her in this Satella shit, and you're like, okay, she's like the fact that she would tell him in one in one instance. This is my name. This is what I want you to call me. And like, you get the sense that like, there's not, there's more to that, the, the way um, Puck reacts, because she, because he's like, why, why would you tell him that? Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, you don't like that name, but you don't know that until you see the second time where she kind of is like offended by it, and you can see that like everyone else is like, holy shit, like, why would you say that to her? Like, you can see like Satella and her. There's a big disconnect, or there's a big uh, dividing factor when you uh, hear. Uh, and see those two things. And then you see um, that I'm interacting the third time and she's very grateful to this dude that saved her without like asking for anything in return, without, you know, regarding his life. Like, and you think that's, and she kind of believes that's who Subaru is, right? She thinks that this guy is a hero. Like he's a selfless dude who risked his life to save me when that's not really who Subaru is, even though that's kind of what he wants to be. Okay, but what what gives her depth to you? What makes her all right? Well, that's, I that's think that the details, like the small details, were like she covers up she covers up her hair, she covers up her ears with her hair to like hide the fact that she has elf ears because every time people see her elf ears, like they get scared of her. So she 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 goes out of like the idea that like a person instills fear in everyone around them, so they will go out of their way to be. A good person, I feel like, is a really compelling uh, characteristic, right? Mm -hmm. I think that the way that she calls Subaru out, like, in the way that she's always there for Subaru, right? When she sees him going through shit, um, when she sees him as a breaking point, like, she gives him uh, this, uh, you know, this um, this boost of confidence, like, this, like, consoling, motherly, like, I'm here for you, like, it's okay. I know I don't, you don't, you don't have to tell me what it is. But it's okay. Like I, I really like that. I thought that was a really cool moment from her. Um, the moment where she like tells him off and like really stands up for herself. Like you, I really was like surprised to see that where she she's tired of this man's shit. She's like you because oftentimes you see the main character doing main character shit and he's kind of like never really called out on it. And he kind of just like continues the trend of being like having these bad characteristics. But she like calls him out on it. Like she stands up for herself. Like no, super. Like you don't understand. Like you like none of this shit is important to you. But this shit is important to me. And like I like I just like. No, see you were talking too much. No way. Uh, let, she, him, let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. Okay, go ahead. Oh, all, right. all in all, I like her because she is a like she's a strong character that is purely good. Like I love. I feel like it's very rare when we get in any medium, like any type of story, characters that are just purely good for like good narrative reasons. And I feel like she's one of those characters. I, I always love it when, it, like I like when characters are flawed and she is flawed, but like all in all, like she is just a pure hearted good character. And I feel like when that character is written well, like it's probably one of my favorite characters, period. Okay, now to combat that. Okay. I have an argument that there was like this is all first season because obviously 
we know in the second season, Amelia's gonna have a ton more death. They're gonna go in. Pro- Hopefully, they'll probably go in and explain her story if they don't. Which, 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 they, which they deserve. Like, what she deserves. Like, she didn't get that much death. Like, she did not get that. And, that. and that right there is like where I have an issue, right? Okay. Not not only does she not give that get that much death which really isn't too much of a problem but you give a side character so much death and so much of a relationship i'm talking about ren so much of a relationship with this main character that she starts to feel like okay she's looking like she's going to be a main like if not she she is a main character in this story and she has a ton of value they go in depth. They talk about Rim and Ram's backstory, which definitely included <clears throat> Rim a lot for the most part. They talk about her demon form, even when she went back into the the woods to kill all those demons to try and save Subaru's life. Uh, like they give her so many moments, so many moments, and so I think I think like even with Subaru and Rim's relationship, a lot of what Subaru did, like he had to. He had to go through like a lot of stages with Rem okay. from the beginning when she uh, when he first was when he got to the mansion and he was trying to figure out why he died and then his first real contact with her was when he killed <laughs> when she killed him because she didn't trust who he was and so like he woke up being scared not knowing like oh she's not the reason that he's dying every night there is another reason and he had to find it out but he also had to build that relationship like constantly through like that entire little saga and so because like of little moments like that and even like if in in my opinion the biggest moment in the show where he takes the makes the decision to start back from zero even after failing so many times before like it's like even with that like that decision she was a huge part of that and even with him going and trying to find out why in the world these things are happening all they show is rim literally like fighting and losing and fighting and dying constantly and him being traumatized by that fact alone not in one not in one they show it in uh i think the last part the last mistake where he's like he gives up and he ends up killing uh emilio on accident with uh the whole death by thing whatever like in most of those moments they were showing rim and her failures and him uh in agony like about that like constantly and so like they just further expanding on their relationship like and i just feel like it's one it's just it's very confusing when you do that like if you're gonna choose somebody like you can create conflict and matter of fact it's not even that like you don't even have to sit here and like stay on someone and just like choose it you can create a, a love like interest type of triangle but to just not address like a character that you so built up throughout this entire thing and just to leave them off i believe is unfair and that is my like whole gripe with re-zero as a whole and to say like to talk about amelia's depth she doesn't have that much depth in the first season i think the only things that we really do know about her is the fact that she's an elf like and she's not really liked by many people within the kingdom and also uh the couple with the fact that she's um trying to become the ruler of this kingdom to do like good and make everyone equal and it's like her character she has like a, v- a very like a basic character model which can be appealing to some and i'm not saying like basic isn't good but it's like 
it's it's a multitude of things that go along with her basic character model which makes me like really like not like her character and it's not just like her character that i like it's i'm not gonna say that i don't like it but just not like be too fond of her character because obviously like as a, a fan of the show you're gonna compare like her to rem because both of them they love subaru so like you're gonna compare her to rem and so like i, I think think most, I, of, most I of like think, my issue is like the love huh i don't think amelia loves subaru um no, I'm just saying, like, well, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna make that. I'm just saying, like, like the love interest, like, yeah, I get, I get. between, yeah, like, I, don't, I don't know for sure. I mean, I would probably lean towards that. Like, I don't think she's probably capable of loving him right now because she has too much stuff going on, which mm -hmm. will, I feel like we'll find on the second season. So I agree with that. But I'm just saying, like, in terms of the love interest. But yeah, um, so yeah, I just, I just feel like. Coupled with the fact that Amelia doesn't have that much depth in the first season, they give Rim all of this depth. And, of course, you're kind of going to compare those two characters when it comes to, like, that whole love interest section of it. Mm -hmm. It just kind of sucks the way that he ends the show. And I think all your issues with Amelia have to do with your uh, your your issues with how they deal with Rim. Yeah, I, I, I believe so, too. Because if, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, if it was, if the ending was handled differently, if they actually showed, like, maybe some type of conflict or maybe, like, even Rem saying, oh, you know, Subaru, I get it. Like, you know, even we had a good run or something like that. I understand we can't get together I because you love that, her. They, they, they have a so whole good. episode addressing that. Like, where? the entire episode of where she, literally the entire episode is him and her having a conversation where it's like, I Ooh. give up. Rem and um, Rem and Subaru, which were the, literally the literally the most infamous episode, where it's like talking they, about where he they, starts from zero, right? It starts from zero. Where he's like, where he decides he's like, oh, I'm gonna start from zero and I'm gonna yeah, where he's where like he's about to give up. Let's run away from the let's learn uh, yes. let's run away together to start a family. Blah and blah. It, and in that entire episode, the conclusion of that was Rem getting him back in his right mind and telling mm -hmm. him her how much she loves him and him accepting her for that and accepting himself like eventually but he never he never he never um and he never accepted her love he he never saying he like did. Okay, I, he did he never said, i love you he never reciprocated those feelings he just said okay i like i hear you and like i appreciate you like being I'm there not, for me I, i'm sorry me. i can't i can't go for that nah i can't go for that because like the way that that epi like that episode went was very much so like they had something going on like that was gonna be like I, don't see, I really don't see and how then, you like and then their interactions wait. with each other afterwards definitely went like in that direction as well wait what so you telling so I, I let me get this clear you telling me that after the episode you had the include you had the assumption that Rem and Subaru were going to be romantically involved yes because what? I, I don't yes I don't, and then and then in multiple encounters afterwards like yes like they had they had something going on clearly like something deeper going I, on. it was it was I, it was clearly more than just like oh it's just a little friendship how do you do like no like I, no so they, they didn't the only, address the only part episodes huh we talking about different episodes what are you talking about you talking about when they was like on the rooftop yes yeah. And the conversation ended with, I know you don't love me. Yeah, literally, literally, <laughs> literally, like, I don't feel this way for you. And he was, he literally, like, she even, so when he said, let's run away together and start life together, she even said, I know that that's not even what you want. 
I know, like, no, I know she didn't. She, she, she the reason, the reason, no, that is, that is not, that is not true. That is not true. She did not say that. She said the reason why she doesn't want to do that with him is the fact that, and then, and then the fact what kills me is the fact that she said all of that stuff. And the reason why she wouldn't do it is because that's not the Subaru that she felt like she fell in love with, the one that gives up. And so she was beating through his head, like, yes like we can have this extravagant life as she went to explain all these things and subaru is just like he's tearing up because it's like bro we can do this and then she's just like no because that's not the subaru i fell in love with the one that i fell in love with is the one that doesn't give up and she's constantly telling him that so and what, and what you're saying Kevin, i don't remember her saying that at all who said that he definitely said that he loved amelia he said that to amelia i don't remember i do not remember him saying oh uh like uh i'm sorry i want to be with amelia i like i don't love you like no i do not remember that at all i'm gonna watch it again i will, I will watch that specific part again even, even despite who said what here's my biggest contention with how you feel about how they ended it or like how they handled like their relationship in general even if um like uh subaru out saying came out said like i loved you would have like that i don't i really don't think that would have been like the correct like resolution to that character because i don't think he actually did like i think that from the beginning to be, like to be subaru honest, made it to clear be honest who, with you like from what i was what like what i was seeing everything when amelia and subaru had their falling out what it seemed like to me is everything, every feeling that he had, every emotion that he had about Amelia and all these things was very, very superficial. With Rim, it was more in depth because they actually had built something upon not like really meshing at first. Literally the only reason why Subaru was so in debt to Amelia was because of one small action that quote unquote saved his life. Like, and he wanted to repay that debt. With Rim and Subaru, it was more in depth and it actually seemed like something of like real love. So when they had that falling out at the castle, it was basically like, okay, like you saying all of this, like he was just like, yes, you should be more in debt to me because I'm saving you all these times. That was his, right there was like some true emotion type shit. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, okay, like this don't really seem like no true type of love or true type of situation. Like, like that I'm I never, getting I never said. And then I versus never... Rim, it seemed way more authentic. It seemed way more real. With Amelia, everything's superficial. But here's Marshawn. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. I don't think Subaru loves either of them. Like genuinely, I don't think. I don't think Subaru. Like I think that's the problem with his character. Like I don't think that Subaru truly loves either Rim or uh, uh, Amelia. I think that he cares about them, and I think that he thinks that he wants to be with Amelia, <clears throat> that he loves her. But I don't. I really don't think that. Like that is really i don't really think love is something that's really been explored with either of those characters in him i think that rim knows exactly how she feels about him and i think that she she's like she's has she has her motivations of why she wants to um why she wants what she wants but i think they've made it very clear like that is not what subaru wants i don't i don't think they made that clear at all in any way form or fashion they did not make that I, I disagree with that i, I feel like they made it very clear because that, if, like, they, if they honestly made it clear then why are you why are they doing all these extra things that's so flirty and just like like why are you doing all that i don't i don't know so, what you're talking about so like, i really you have to I go really, you have to literally go back and watch it like 
the entirety of their relationship. You, he's right about that though. They, they, like, they, they did not, they did not make like, that clear on any level. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, we're strictly just friends. Like, like I have these feelings for someone else, or even not that. Like, even if it's just like. He, they didn't even go through the process of him just being like, okay, like, I'm just, I'm really not ready for anything, like, or nothing. Like, it's all very vague. And for you to create such a situation and not explain it, and then I know in this second season for a fact it will not be explained, you just, like, let the situation fade away, like, that's unacceptable to me. It is. I, I don't, I don't, here's my, here's my, here's my interpretation. Like, the reason why I was, like, cool with the way they did what they did, right? My my situation is that of all the characters that's been presented to me, like there's characters who I put at a top priority, and like Subaru and um, Amelia and like Felix and I say there's a bunch of other characters like Wilhelm. Like those are the characters that I care about the most. Like oh, and uh, Reinhardt, not Reinhardt, the uh, purple guy here. Per- per- uh, per- I think it's like Kooji or something. Like those are the characters that like, all right, I care about these characters most and I want these characters to have a happy ending, right? So, and I care about, I can't really care about all the characters. I think all the characters are well presented and well fleshed out. So I care about Rem too, but it's just like, to me, I didn't, I really did not um, fall in love for Rem like everyone else did. So I wasn't, I was never um, interested in her being with Subaru because I'm like, I don't think Subaru wants to be with you. And two, it's like, I think that you are happy with Subaru not being with you regardless. Like you just want him to be okay. You're, you've made it very clear that you're, that you're completely fine with him like going on and not like y'all not being together. Like you, you've made it clear that like, you, if you want to, if you're going to be with him, you wanted to be with him in a certain way. And then if that doesn't happen, then that's cool. You're going to still be with him and support him. Uh, in whatever way that you can so i'm like i don't i don't don't think i don't know about that either because there's a scene in there where like right this is this was sometime before um or it might have it might have been during the whole uh incident where the cult was attacking the castle i can't remember where it was but i know it was definitely before they had a conversation on the roof where where rem clearly states she was like uh she said something to subaru while he was asleep she was like i know you have uh all these uh emotions and you're worried about like um your friend amelia but save some of that for me too and then she even goes on to say like how like how selfish selfish she wants to be with like the amount of time like he spends with uh like he thinks about other people and stuff like that and how she just wants it to be them too like i think i don't think she's just gonna I don't think she should just be like, just basically, oh, I'm okay. Like, even after they have like such a conversation that they had on that roof, like with just, oh, Amelia, whatever. Oh, like, here's my Just because like, yeah, like she'll like- eventually be happy because he's happy. But it's the fact that that is not addressed. Like, what do you mean it's not addressed? What do you even, talk like? I, I feel like. Think- you what, what I mean, because what it, I mean, it didn't no, pan out into them being together. No, that is that's not why I'm upset at all. Because they didn't even have to be together. It's the what, fact, you, what do they have to be? I, I'm trying to. I'm confused. Listen, about listen, what listen, they, listen, they listen, listen, listen. They don't even have to be like together. Is not what I'm saying. What is, but you what are lead. You, you lead. I'm trying to explain. You lead it on to it being that, but you don't even address it in any form or fashion. Their relationship and why the fact it transferred over to Amelia or like 
there's no in between. It's just like, oh, I had this relationship with Rem. We ain't even gotta talk about it. She know. Like what? Like you, you. There has to be something going on. Like there has to be, especially if you respect Rem as a person and as like your friend. Like you said, there has to be a conversation. So if there was, even if there was a slightest of conversation right after the ending battle, Rem shows up and he was just like, I know we had like that that deep felt emotional conversation before but my true feelings lie with amelia and i really want to see this through and like she she maybe tears up or whatever but she understands then i am okay you what? don't address it at all you don't give it no type of shine you give it nothing you literally say nothing for it's like up for interpretation and it's not even up for interpretation because there's nothing that's gonna happen in the second season all right marshawn, marshawn let me because I, I think i'm upset i think that you're just bent like the way that you experienced it like you can't unexperience it that way but the way i experienced it was in that episode where they had that the whole episode was that conversation between him and room my interpretation after that conversation i walked away from that saying super wanted to give up and just start a life with rim even though that's not what he wanted to do but he was so driven to the point of like despair that he was willing to do that. And she drug him out of that and say, no, keep following your heart. Don't give up. And I'm going to be there to support you. Yes, I love you. And I feel this way about you. But I know that you don't like I never got like every time that there was some romantic tension, there was always overt romantic tension between uh, Rem and always subvert. Like I didn't catch it, but like all the romantic tension coming from Subaru that, like towards Rim was always like like some like very subtle so like Rim every like Rim made it clear like I'm being overtly like interested in you but he was like like any 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 romantic feelings he had were like it was all like uh subtle but he made it very clear like I want to be with Amelia so like I took what the character's telling me by heart so like when honestly, the character honestly honestly after he made that clear towards the beginning, but when his relationship with Rim started, Amelia wasn't like this big thing. Amelia was just literally like in the background because like he couldn't even get to the castle to Amelia until the last moment. And like, that's why I'm saying it's like, they, they really put Amelia all the way in the background. So like, no, I'm not thinking like, oh, like I really want to be with Amelia. I believe like through all, I believe like through all of that trauma that he went through, I felt like his eyes were starting to open and his mindset was starting to become different in terms of everything. But in my, like, but at the end, at the end of the, the whole thing, it's just like, you you're on the same shit like you really didn't change and so that's why even my friend asked me like the other day he was like do you feel like Subaru had like a lot of character development I was like to be honest with you I'm not gonna sit here and just fake the fuck and be like no he had no character development yes there's some things that were developed but at the end of the day it's all very basic like I don't believe that he really had a huge like change in his character or like like these things like really changed who he was I I just I I, I feel like there's really like it's going to be a just a agree to disagree type uh thing i think I, that i have to be i think that there was no clear distinction between how he felt about a million how he felt about room i feel like it was all open to however you want to interpret it and i interpreted that he felt that way about a million and he didn't feel that way towards room so he went and got a million and like his well, he, don't, he don't have a million I mean, well, not like he went after her. Like he's like, okay, 
I'm going to tell you I love you. Like, we don't really know how she feels about him, but um, yeah, he, he like, he, his, his, his goals and motivations to me, um, he, he stuck to them and he accomplished them. So to me, I didn't see no issue with that. But, um, but moving on, I really want to talk about probably the most important aspect of the show or like the most, most important thing that, um, should have been addressed in the show or like, well, the, it opened, it opened, it opened the con conversation it opened it up for discussion right are traps gay period what why is that <laughs> i know you cannot be serious anything like 10 minutes bro i know you can't be serious but no like that no this is a serious discussion man are this traps is, gay this is, this is a no this is a serious discussion right there was literally only one trap in the show yeah like nah, no that's like time. that's that's a that's the most important trap of all in anime though why because the character's cute no not even like i don't even think felix is cute like i think felix like is one of the most basic looking characters as far as like just design wise but Felix is one of the best characters. Is she Felix is probably my favorite character in that show. Like period. Period. Like Felix. I don't why. I just Ooh. love him. Like <laughs> why though? Alright. Tevin like, knows. I don't I don't Tevin, know. <laughs> Tevin, knows, Tevin knows why. Tevin knows why. No, I don't know why. You don't know why. No, I don't. Right. To to tell y'all why I gotta go back to the probably the all right, so I don't know. I don't know if I already like told y'all this, but um, it's hard for me to cry like during um, shows or like just during uh, things that aren't real. Like it's hard for me to cry during movies and TV shows and shit like that when I know it's not real. But I love I love crying. Like crying feels so good every time it happens. Like every time it is pulled out of me, right? So. I, I kind of like search for that feeling of like, I really want to feel that emotion. I really wanted something to bring me to the brink of tears. And ReZero is probably the only anime that made me do that. Only anime I've, I've ever watched that made me cry. And it's the moment where Subaru being overtaken by Better, uh, Better Geese and um, he runs out into the forest and he's trying to fight him off, but he knows that he can't. Oh, he I know, I know. He knows that it's going to have to um, end in him dying. And he asked, um, I forgot the dude's name, but Purplehead, who... If, is, I think his name is like Kuji. Kuji, I don't know. But like, at this point in story, like, he made, like the, this, him and his character have a complicated relationship where it's like, he kind of sees this guy as a douchebag because he... He beat the fuck out his ass. Deservingly. Deservingly. I don't care. Listen. I don't know. Yeah. No, I don't care. Nobody say he deserved that ass whooping. Oh no, hundred percent. Like, like he. It was a wake up call for him, right? Because oh, he yeah. realized, like, one no way. not a bad guy at all. What? Like, Tevin? actually, like a no really. Way. You don't think he deserved that ass whooping? No. <laughs> Why? No. Just That's the like, same listen, reason. Why. Listen. In listen. The, in, in the conversation that I thought you were gonna have with uh, Shondell was like. um like I thought you were gonna give actual like reasons as to like I thought I thought it was gonna be like I didn't like this because of the way uh it, I thought you didn't like the way it ended up not narratively that it wasn't me personally I don't like the way it ended up because for and I'm a I'm a bridge to two but um 
I felt like my reasons weren't valid. I'm saying as a result of I'm saying that I'm saying as a result of the confrontation with I think it's I'm pretty sure his name was Julius. Like as a result of that confrontation, it caused him and Amelia to like to have that 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 little Yeah, and I thought Amelia was basically being a bitch there. Wow. No. I don't think think she was being a bitch. Like Subaru didn't deserve any of that. I feel like he didn't deserve uh Julius doing that to him, and I feel like he didn't deserve Amelia doing that to him after that. Wow. No, I don't. I don't believe. I don't. I believe that both of them had their faults in that situation for sure. I and yeah. I, I think. I think, I think Amelia doing that pulled out some emotions in him that he didn't want to admit. And when he, and when those emotions came, it was like I I knew it was coming as the conversation was building because. Mm-hmm. So, like it doesn't matter who you are like that's why i don't think altruism is really like a thing like doing something just for the sake of doing it like like it doesn't matter who you are it, he wanted to get something out of that like that relationship constantly and i think he even admitted that to his like relationship before and i think like her constantly saying like her not being understanding not understanding why all these things are going on it pulled that emotion out of him like you should be more in debt to me than you already are like you should just let me do whatever i want what i want to do and life doesn't work that way like there's gonna be conflicting things like with personalities like just somebody just because somebody's constantly doing something for you and like you're not even asking them to do it for you doesn't mean that you're in debt to their life but that person that's like going out of their way they're going to feel like you owe them something like regardless of like how like they feel like oh i'm just doing it just because i'm doing it or i'm doing it because like whatever like so i i believe that 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 whole thing it wasn't her fault like it wasn't just just her fault. I think, it was both I think she she didn't really understand um why he felt that way, but I felt like he also um didn't like I feel like they both didn't understand each other in that moment. And I feel like that's kinda that kinda led to um that conflict in that confrontation between them. But I don't I think that Super was being like a piece of shit. Like he was being like he was out of line and I think that he had to face the consequences for that. Like, oh he, yeah, and I want to ask Stephen, why don't you think he deserved to get his ass beat? Yeah, you know, he shouldn't. He can't. He can't just like put himself before everything else. Like, like he like, didn't. I, I want to. I want to put that. Hold on, Sean. I want to put that scenario in in context. If okay. you're doing Tevin, if you're doing something, and you train your whole life for it, and it's like, say, like it's just like a brotherhood. Like, say if you, I don't know, you you're in the military or something like that, or whatever the case is, right? You're in the military it's a brotherhood you've been doing this for a while you created relationships you you this is something that you are proud of this is something that you bleed like this is everything to you and some random dude comes up and he's calling himself what you are like basically calling you whatever status you are he's saying that oh i'm this i'm that like just stating these things but there's no evidence behind it and he's like literally disrespecting your brotherhood disrespecting the code that you live by and just proclaiming himself to be something that he's not. He deserves to get his ass beat. And I was so glad that it happened because I was like, Subaru, do you know what you're doing? Like, and then I and then I love like I loved when Julius put him in his place before he even before he even put his hands on him. When he was asking him all of those questions and he made him look dumb in front of everybody, I was like, and all Subaru could say was, I just want to protect Amelia. But like he was like, nah that's my thing it's like like, and like that's okay that's cool you can protect amelia 
but don't come in here trying to state like you're something that you're not when we train for this we work for this every day this is something that we like we believe in so real, yes, bro. I, life, bro. I love that part i loved it i was like yeah you deserve that i'm not even gonna lie like just because he's the main character i love super to death don't get me wrong but you deserve that ass whooping and i don't bro like and even when at the end of the uh show when he was just like yeah uh i don't feel sorry for what i did to you because it was something that i believed in i was like you shouldn't you shouldn't really feel sorry for that because he deserved it i think he went overboard nope i think he went overboard. he he could have killed him he could have killed him he could have killed him so you think he should have been killed for that no <laughs> I don't think he should have been killed for him. That's why I don't think he went overboard. I definitely, I definitely think as long as, as much as, as much as Subaru wanted to fight, he already told him too, like, sit your ass back down. Like, it's over with. But Subaru ass wanted, he wanted to prove a point. You want to keep proving a point? We can do this all day. You disrespected me and my brothers, so I'm going to beat your ass in front of everybody. You want to, and then, and then the fact that Subaru did that in front of everybody, okay, that's cool. We, we going to handle this. Meet me at the arena. Like, yes, bro. I love that part. I I'm, loved it. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, cop to what Tevin's saying a little bit. Cause it's like, he kind of did go a little overboard. It's like, now you kind of like, you know, you can beat this man in like three hits. Like you don't got to keep like beating the shit out of him. Hey, yeah, have some empathy. Have some empathy, no, bro. No, have some, have a little no, bit of empathy. Sir. No, no sir it's not like i said it's not like he killed him he recovered from he knew he was gonna recover from all all these things were gonna happen he all right. had no he had no intentions of killing we, him we don't really long on this but basically basically that moment where subaru like he kind of he, he already lets judas know like man we need to talk about some things he's probably going to apologize and be like because they never really but, had that but, resolution oh um also one more thing even when Julius explained it to him, he told him normally what we do in situations like these is we fight to the death. But for you, I'm gonna use wooden swords. So that's where he spared him at. That's where he showed empathy because he was supposed to kill him. He was, he was supposed to. He was supposed to kill him. Yeah, yeah, that kind of that kind of is like if I if I if I have every right to kill you for disrespecting it, but I'm not going to do it because I don't want to kill you because I know that you're just an ignorant little kid. I'm I'm but I'm still gonna whoop your ass and put you in your place and let you know that that's not something that you can do here then i feel like that is showing a little empty like but you still did like i beat the shit out of him like you didn't have to do that bro he but, claimed one subaru was claiming he was a knight he was claiming he had all his strength whatever the case was he could protect okay all right let's see what you about and no uh, i agree with marshawn it's like if you do that in real life like if you really like disrespect it's someone, real life, it's not real life. what it's not real what you mean anime bro this no 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 what, I, no what i'm saying in, is in real life if you were if you disrespecting somebody's brotherhood depending on what type, what type of group way of life, what like, type of group you run into you'll get killed that is real life like that is a real life consequence i'm not it talking depends. about I'm not, hold on, hold on. i'm not talking about the concept being real life i'm talking about the fact that that what's happening that is not real life that this is an anime show I don't even agree with that. Like that shouldn't be happening in real life. You know, kill kill somebody. No, somebody should die. Well, we're not we're not saying kill. I'm, somebody. Saying, I'm saying it, wrong. it can I'm definitely it, it can definitely get to that point. And so I'm not, saying, I'm not agreeing to or, or condoning. I'm just saying like this would happen. Like if you disrespect someone's way of living, like especially in the hood, like if you go to wrong the the a place that you shouldn't be uh at and like you disrespect that and those you claiming like you from there you claim yeah, you like been down you claiming you done like, done all the work like don't it's almost like when Joe like don't be talking street <laughs> if you're not part of the streets 
That's not an equivalent because uh, he did it sure, because he had reasons for doing that. What, a re different... what reason did he have for disrespecting the knights and calling himself a knight? Because uh, to, be his, to, to prove a point to a million? Like what? What he wanted did he have for that? Bottom line, bottom line is he fucked that relationship with Julius, right? And then plenty of times anime like why is it the one why is it that this happens and he get he got to pay for it but every other time nobody pays for it and everybody's okay that's, with it that's, 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 what what with that's no problem with anime that's not i don't think that's relevant that's to you thing like people usually do things that they're not supposed to do for people they love and like in tv period okay that they're not supposed to do for people they love okay that don't that just because they do okay like yeah, it was cool and all because he was trying to prove a point, whatever, to Amelia, I guess, which is nice. But there are consequences that come with doing certain things. Like, at a certain point in time, Subaru should have just stopped talking. And he should have just been like, okay, like, he should have been apologetic for what was going on. Once he realized, because, like, there was a point where Subaru, you can see he was speaking from clear ignorance. And then when Julius was giving him the word, then you saw it on his face. And then he started getting frustrated. He shook his head and he just went back to that same line. I just want to protect Amelia because he knew what he was saying was wrong and what he did was wrong. You can see it in his face, but he just wanted to keep going and keep trying to talk that shit. Okay. All right. I'm going to just, we, we can harp off this point. But all I'm saying is like the fact that that relationship was broken so badly and like the fact that it was, it was immediately repaired or not. It was like, it was, it was all that conflict and tension was like immediately thrown out the window. The moment that Subaru is on his hands and knees begging Julius to kill him. And Julius is like, no, like I swore not to do this. Like we, you, like we have to, we're so close to winning. Like, like Subaru, like you said, you had something to tell me. Like, it's like, the fact that like that quickly like that character you see a different side of julius you think that him and subaru are never really going to like uh resolve their issues but like just that quickly when he sees subaru like at on his at, at his lowest um he's willing to like you know uh empathize with him and like you know sympathize with him and when julius like uh refuses to and then he just looks at felix and felix like he says he says like please be like like do it like kill me and felix is like just Fucked up, like Felix can't, like Felix, like. But Felix he, does it though. She grants. Yeah, yeah he, he does it. He, he does it. Like, like it, it. You could tell, like immediately after that, like it, it took a lot of him to do. Like the fact, like you think I wanted to do this? You think I wanted to use the power that I sworn to my queen, um, to to end the life of someone I care about? Like, like you could tell, like, like just in that small moment, like they fleshed out like those characters like they like they they show you who they really are i and thought that was just really beautiful i want to point like, one thing out i want to point one thing out too just going into like what you just said like you like the power that i use my queen i absolutely love the hierarchy in this show and oh yeah like, everybody <laughs> respects each level of like what someone does i love it and like like you can tell Subaru gets in there and you know he gets it but he doesn't quite get it so like sometimes he like may say things or like he may act out in ways or like he may make a mistake not knowing like how things are or like he may expect certain things to happen just because they happen like when he was going through the uh the situation with the cult and the next time like after he died after all that shit happened and after he uh got out of the whole stage where he had to try to snap out of it and he was actually trying to make a difference in it mm -hmm. like when everyone was just denying him constantly 
because like the way he was going about things like oh you think we're just supposed to help you just because we're do-gooders like no like this is a different type of you in a different type of world like mm-hmm. you have to give something to get something in return mm-hmm. and i love that that yeah. right there that was so good to me bro i was like oh my god this is so tough yeah because like the creator the creator of this show like he like he really thought about that because it's like yeah he could have been like oh oh my god this is gonna happen wow oh let's go help like nah bro like <laughs> this ain't that type of party it's not just awesome like, he um he he actually has like I think he has like a whole timeline and like a whole he has like a whole breakdown of the entire world of ReZero like he has like all the lore laid out from like all its history and shit yeah so, like he 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 not only like dove deep into all of these characters like he loves world building too so like it really shows in like the small ounces of world building that you get in the first season. And then there's just, I, I, it's just so many other questions. Like even after the first season that I have, like what's gonna happen with Felt? Cause I oh love my god, Felt. yeah, I, I love, love Felt so much, man. Oh my god. Uh, but like, what's gonna happen with Felt? Like the whole thing with you know the witch. Like what's gonna happen with yeah. that? Like th- that's why like I, I'll probably still watch the second season because everything else around it. But I don't know that that relationship really did make me upset. Because, because what, what really the reason why is like that scene on the roof is the part where I shed a tear, because like everything that he was saying, like I could feel like emotionally, and it wasn't even what like Rem was saying, it was everything that he was admitting to himself when he just opened up, like how they were going back and forth, like they didn't just make it a simple conversation, like it wasn't just like oh he's saying all these things, Rem says one thing and took him back that oh now i'm ready to go save the world nah like they were it, literally the entire episode it, it was took, them on the roof it took the entire episode yeah yeah it took the entire episode and i was like like after i watched it i was like damn nothing else happened in this episode but them talking mm-hmm. and that shit was so good like i was like bro this is crazy like they really made it a complex conversation which it would be like it would be really hard to snap somebody out of such pain that he had been through like you you witnessed him go through all of those scenarios and like it would be that hard yeah, nigga. and I, I fuck with that so heavy bro like that's just good bro it's just you know all right only, only thing other things i want to kind of touch on is like really quick points um I think the Elsa witch lady, the uh, uh, the antagonist in the beginning at the bar, scary as fuck. Like they did such a good job of making her like very intimidating and like. Elsa witch lady, you talking about the bounty hunter? Yeah, yeah, the bounty hunter, the the lady with the knives. Oh my god, yes. He was Bruh, so scary. They, I hate the fact that she kind of fell off too, cause like they didn't they didn't give her any shine after that. But I'm pretty sure she'll be back. But bruh, when I tell you, she literally had me like shook, like. In every situation that Subaru was in, it was like you on the edge of your seat because you know it was just like some shit coming around the corner. Like, and like, like I was still scared even when even when Reinhardt showed up and like she was still like confident. She was like, "Oh, I'm so happy that you're here because yeah. I'm like I want a challenge. Like I I wanted to fight you, nigga, um, night guys because I know y'all powerful." Like, I was like, "Man, like this bitch right here is I don't want it." I love her character. Too. That's why I said there's there's so many characters in that show that I love, bro, because they just do a really good job with everybody and one. One thing they do a good job too like my last thing my last thing they do a good job is they do a good job with um um making 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 it no seem he, like, he's saying it didn't happen so i had to see your proof of it actually happening what happened yeah, nigga. Yeah, nigga. what happened oh subaru said oh, subaru telling remy love amelia 
Okay, well, let me tell me. I just sent you. The, I sent you the video. But anyway, it's what, a, I was saying, what I was saying. It's a few. It's a few seconds. It, what I was saying before I, I watch this. What I was saying. I love the way that they make it seem like just because he can go and reset like each life, mm-hmm. that it's like even though he can reset each life, you still feel the pain. Like damn, I do not want him to die because yeah. like they make the death like very like so agonizing to the point where it's just like damn like that shit sucks like going through that whole process i agree so, i definitely agree with that yeah all right let's move on to ff7 man i know tevin's been waiting for this moment all his life are you serious <laughs> i'm supposed to take this serious Without the no, con- without the that's context the moment, of that entire of that I, entire I, I, conversation, it's a, it's an actual clip for the I show. Know, though, but, but like, I'm supposed to take that serious without the context of the entire conversation before. But like, it happened. But you in have the, the context. <laughs> but like, you get the like, yeah, it's like it happened in the show. Like, it was it was a clip out of the actual moment. Yeah, you have the context. That's why I didn't see you the whole thing because it's like you have the context. Yeah, I would like. Like he could have sent you the whole conversation, just scrubbed and like showed you the part where it happened. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch the whole conversation after this podcast. All right, Great. all right, but let's talk about FF7, man. Um, the demo dropped. It was a shadow drop. I love when they do that. Uh, well, no, I, 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 we kind of knew it was coming. We knew yeah, it was yeah, coming. it wasn't. It wasn't a shadow drop. Uh, I feel like people um kind of had a feeling that it was going to happen. So um, yeah, March. 3rd. I definitely said that on this podcast. Okay. We should probably, right. probably make this one quick because we had two hours and twenty four minutes. All right, yeah, we're gonna make this one quick. Um, I think that the gameplay of this game is going Wait. to be. We, we spent this entire podcast talking about Kingdom Hearts and ReZero. Yes. Nah, I don't fuck with that. Something has to change. <laughs> That's entirely too, too. It's, it's, it's Kingdom Hearts fault. That shit not gonna go over well. I'm gonna say that. <laughs> I, th- I I think that I'm not going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I I feel like Kingdom Hearts two deserved it. I feel like Kingdom Hearts two deserved it. We, we have spoken a lot of Kingdom Hearts like in past podcasts. Yeah. I, I get you. I get you. I, f- I really feel like Kingdom Hearts two. I feel like there's a reason why, like that game is what it is, and I feel like it deserved like to have this conversation. I maybe, like, maybe we should do a second one. <laughs> a second what? A uh, second podcast? Oh, yeah, a regular one. Since we uh, we we had we had, we had I, time. I, I, like I thought about that as I was mapping it. I was like, this is going to be a long conversation. Like maybe we should just like split the conversations. Yeah, uh, because th- this was like really focused. So like, why I try yeah. to fit in the other stuff here? I, I agree. I, I was really thinking about like maybe we should just do a separate episode for Kingdom Hearts Two itself. Because um, I didn't want to skim over anything, but um, I, I I'll, I'll be cool to have like if you like chop up the Kingdom Hearts conversation, make it its own thing, and then make this its other thing, so we can talk about other shit. Yeah, I mean that's cool. All right, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Um, FF7. Yes, yes. Here, Tevin's so happy. Like, I really want. Like,